Pizza Party Podcast. I'm Pan Pizza. Who are you people? I'm a mistake. I'm Izzy. And you know, and I think it's it's been a while, but uh, we haven't talked about YouTubers we hate. And you know which YouTuber we hate right now is CR. Yeah, that motherfucker. Yeah, what a hack. Well, this is awkward. Oh, what? Fun. Oh, 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 hey. oh dear. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I came in through the back. Uh, yeah. Uh, how you doing? Uh, this, this isn't a. Uh, um, this isn't like a taco stand look, or anything. I, we I, we did um, okay. We said I, a few things bad about you, but look, <laughs> you know. Hey man, uh, you know that that one crossover you did with Nostalgia Critic was pretty cool. You know, <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> Who are you? Hey, I'm Cr. I um, I produce videos for YouTube and also do my. Uh, do some artwork on the side, and yeah, um, the series I'm known for, I guess, is Familiar Faces, mm-hmm. where I take a retrospective view on properties or characters who might not be that well known. For somebody who hasn't seen one of your Familiar Faces videos, uh, which one would you recommend? Uh, recommend? Well, I'd say my very first one, Janine uh, Melnitz is actually like one of the perfect uh, summaries of what the series is going for because I basically go from cartoon to uh, like the movies, even video games, uh, even comic books and manga because there was a manga produced of uh, the Ghostbusters uh, or manga. I don't know who I'm triggering with that, but I apologize. Um, who is who is this Janine, and what's so special about her? Well, what was unique about her? Well, special, yeah. I would have to say at the beginning of the series, she was a very uh, strong female character. And for some reason, a consulting company that the studio hired to figure out why their number one cartoon wasn't being more than number one. Uh, anyway, they basically, the consulting company basically said that oh well there's you know you got to do some things uh first of all more slimer because everybody loves slimer everybody hated slimer i hate no. slimer whoa whoa we can't just diss on slimer like this yes we the can he thing, was a back the, oh. the only good thing that came out of slimer was ecto cooler oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he I actually... was adjacent to ecto cooler at the time he was he was the mascot for it he, he I, didn't actually I, make it you don't, you don't know, the, you don't know the, that. The best part about the female Ghostbuster reboot was the fact that they brought back Ecto Cooler. Yeah. And, and I have a friend who was so scared about it going away again that he just hoarded it. Like he bought as many as he could find just to, just in case. Yeah, I, I bought a can of Ecto Cooler and it's still in my refrigerator and I still haven't drinking it. And I don't know if it's any it's, if it's still good. I, I don't know why they just don't like make a, that a regular flavor. I mean, what they do with just, cereal. Like, do you yeah. know how many, like, the Smurf cereal is the same as the Spider-Man cereal is the same as, you know, like, Kellogg's just has this yeah. this crappy just, generic cereal that they toss out for all their... I mean, just call it lime soda or whatever. Yeah, no, lime. Just, just, just release it every October. Yeah. It's a Halloween treat. It'll be a yeah, great just, tradition. Just for... like, just like a booberry and oh, stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, that'd be good. 
Why yeah. can't they release Oreos? Unless it's together? a licensing thing. Unless it's a licensing. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's likely a licensing thing. Because they the... don't want to. Because Kellogg's owns Booberry and uh, Frankenberry and uh, Choco Berry. Um, I know that's not his name. I'm just saying. Uh, mm-hmm. But they don't own Ghostbusters. So they probably say, you know. Who's benefiting who? Knowing Sony, they'll probably want money for it, not knowing that yeah. Ecto Cooler is the best thing that came out of that. It, it's not as horrible as it as everyone says it was. I mean, after the new Ghostbusters bombed, like, uh, they need some money, and I think they can re- get all their money back if they just start selling Ecto Coolers more often. They'll probably call it Spider Blood. They can <laughs> spider do Spider Blood. You know, for Spider-Man or like that. Yeah, like the intro. Like Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, remember the intro of the 90s Spider-Man? Just like, Spider-Man. Radioactive Spider-Man. Radioactive Spider-Blood. I think they say it, but they say it with like that, uh, like, a metallic sound. Synthesizers. Like, Radioactive yeah. Spider-Blood. But that was based yeah. off the 60s intro. You know. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Radioactive Spider-Man. This is the, this Spider-Man. Is the new age. It's the 90s. Yeah. It's fucking radical. <laughs> but uh, God, are, they, the are they still CG? going with the the cartoon series spinoff of the Ghostbuster franchise? Hmm. I have no idea. I don't know. Because I, I know they announced when the movie, before it came out, that they were going to do a future Ghostbusters, which would take place like thousands or like hundreds of years after the movie. I mean, I'm thinking since animation costs a lot of money, I'm pretty sure that's still in development since it's they can't just back out now. It reminds me how, like, the Green Lantern movie failed, but they still made the cartoon series. Well, the cartoon series was kind of its own thing, and it was done yeah. by the people that made the, you know, the the Deaniverse. You know, they were... <laughs> the Deaniverse. Well, yeah, I mean, actually, I shouldn't... It's it's the Arnettverse, really, because he's the producer on all those Deanie kind of has come and gone, but uh, the Arnett verse, quote unquote, because he's done shows like he's been the producer for like the Batman and Batman Brave and the Bold and, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of stuff. But, yeah, I always like I like that series. It's a shame that, you know, it was a victim yeah. of the the cartoon reel or whatever that crap was cn Re- no this came out after cn reel i, I know my timelines yeah yeah because it was the um the dc nation block or whatever it was called yeah, yeah. well it was just when they were phasing out action cartoons okay well cartoon network has such a damn whiplash they had they had good shows and then they had cn reel and then they had good shows again for a little bit and then they went back to like meme comedy and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah yeah, well, after Teen Titans Go succeeded, well, I mean, like, okay, from 2010 to, like, 2013, they were just experimental doing whatever stuff, like Adventure Time and crazy stuff like Problem Solvers. But once uh, they found that Teen Titans Go was successful, uh, they stuck with trying to replicate that success. Ooh. Oh, shit, what happened? Yeah. Oh, nothing, I just dropped something. <laughs> oh, God. I, I feel like yeah. uh, the only way for you to have, like, a... a, a and by the way, for the people drinking at home, Steven Universe. I feel like the only way to like get a story-based show in is you have to do the Steven Universe route, where you like do episodes that are just slice-of-life comedy stuff, and then midway through the first season, just shift gears and start going plot-oriented. Yeah, just like, surprise, there was a plot the whole time. Yeah, I dropped off Steven Universe a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. It's inconsistent, so I don't really like watch it as consistently as it as it should be. Remember when they fought giant monsters? <laughs> Not really. That was cool. Like once. 
No, they did it like a bunch of times. They and did it a lot cool. in the first. Surprisingly, as the series goes on, it like it, it's kind of like a spike where it's like it's it started off kind of met and then it got really good, and then as it kind of gets a little bit worse. Um, as the series goes on, it's like, oh, wow, I really do miss those first season episodes where they actually did stuff. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't do shit in the first no, few no. seasons. Okay, they I, defended I, Beach City. Yeah, yeah okay, well, okay. It, so it was... I just rewatched all 50 episodes of the Holy first season. Shit. Oh, well, I, I just got a girlfriend. So, like, she of had the first seen season? Yeah. Oh, wait, someone on the podcast has a girlfriend? What the fuck? I Jim is married, dude. you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's not a... Be, marriage isn't a girlfriend. That's that's marriage. The wife. Know? He had a girlfriend before he got married. That, that's, a ne- that's a new level, you know? That's that's like, you know... Some of us what, date uh, Anyway, Pan. I'm trying. No, I'm no, trying. None of us date Pan, but some of us date. Peer trauma Pan. Oh, but uh, no, no. Because so I just watched all of it with her this week, and uh, yeah, there is actually a lot of fighting in the first season. I don't rem- like. I remember towards the second season, I remember it being all slice of lifey and nothing actually happening. But you'd be shocked about how many monsters are actually appearing in the first season. Yeah, interesting monsters. Interesting yeah. monsters like pufferfish and the invisible beast, and you know, well, that's like I think that's later on. But I, I miss kind of. The constant threat, yeah. you know, threats to the human population that keeps the gyms on this planet. Yeah, that's, that's what I like. That, now that you mention it, yeah, I'm trying to realize there hasn't been a monster in a while. And now it's just, hey, Ruby, do something cute. Shh, oh, no, shh, I'm shh, bitter about shh, this. I am Peridot. I'm Invader Zim if I weren't an asshole. Oh. <laughs> so this is something I did want to bring up as part of the news is that um, – the most recent episode had a plot twist with one of the characters. Uh, one character appears as something, and then at the end you find out it's a psychotic, it's a psychotic little bitch. Um, however, apparently a review copy of the episode um, did not leak, but a review did. So I, it wasn't Cartoon Brew, who's too busy making political cartoons that insult the, the modern media. Uh, but instead, it was uh, some lesser-known site posted an entire review with the, splot, the, the plot twist and the entire synopsis a day before the episode aired. They, they just can't win. Yeah, so like they, they like went and they, they took it down after like five hours, but it was enough for everyone to, who was on Reddit to know what the plot twist was. Oh. But uh, I found that really funny. Thought it was worth what, episode, what was the episode titled? Uh, Room for Ruby. Oh, um, okay. So, Ruby smoke a doobie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, you do mention, like, there hasn't been a monster in a while. Like, you think they would just team up and just fucking annihilate, like, one single monster and just, like, you know, just have, like, a... Uh, just push the monster to the ground and start all of them kicking them in at all at once. Well, you know what else is kind of disappointing is that when Jasper went around and capturing all the different monsters, it's like they were all the same. They were all the same kind of beast Jasper creature. I was like, wait, Mm. I I thought that when they mutated, that they would mutate into different monsters. It looks like if they're the same type of gem. So what's really exciting is that out of all those different monster gems we saw... Those are different, distinct humanoid gems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's potential of seeing a lot of really cool designs there eventually. But I'm with you. I get it. You could. You know what? You know what? There needs to be. And I'm. What? I just. I just thought of this up at the top of my head. There needs to be a black diamond. 
like a like a like a scrub that used to, like coal. That's well, it. Carbon. Carbon is the most plentiful material in the universe, right? So why don't you have this scrub like carbon? He gets hit by the mutation ray, becomes this big buff black diamond, and breaks into the 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 the, the gem's lair and steals all the rubies and makes like super buff corrupted rubies. And that way, it has nothing to do with ruby quartz or anything like that. It's just another. Uh, well, it has something to do with yellow diamond. It'd be like, yeah, well, it'd be like, hey, you know, Stephen, I'm black diamond. I've stolen all your gems, but I'm doing it so we can kill yellow diamond. You know, isn't that what your mother wanted? You know, or something like that. Yeah, some other third villain that comes in and be and, and like threatens yellow diamond because. <laughs> Because I'm sick of this kind of friendship crap. Well, oh. see, the, the problem here is that uh, I don't know if you've seen the last few of episodes, or the last few of them, but um, there was even one that like set up as like a really cool corrupted gym episode, which was the new Crystal Gems, where uh, the B team, which was Connie, Lapis, Paradise, and I guess Pumpkin, if you really want to count that one, team up, and it's like, okay, cool, they're going to protect Beach City. They made such a big deal of it a couple episodes ago, and so it's like, we're finally getting that payoff, that one line, and they man the car wash? And it's okay. such a, like, it had so much potential of being something way cooler. Because you, you could have easily told the story that they were telling, the, the moral lesson, but still had action into it instead of it just being straight up just comedy. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's like filler episode the series. Mm -hmm. They run out of monsters. Look, I, I'm, I'm assuming they just killed off every single monster on Earth. So I guess that's what they have to do now. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like Megamind. Did you guys see the the the, the Rock Nalo episode advertisements? Oh yeah, okay. The in the promos on Facebook, uh, like uh, the social media would just say, "A new gem is coming. It's a uh, blood diamond." And then when you see the episode, it turns out blood diamond is Reynaldo's gem sona. He wants oh. to, he wants to be a gem. Yeah. Right. It's, it, okay. Oh no, no. Like okay, okay. As a minority now, because I consider myself a trans woman, uh, it, it's such a preachy episode where it's just like talking about it's. It, Ronaldo has became a parody of the fan base. Like, because oh. as you guys may... I, I know Lola like can always... jump on that. Well, yeah, yeah, I think he always He has, used but... to be kind of cool. And, yeah. And he just was never cool. Well, no, no, no. But the Enjoyable concept of him was. The concept of him was. Yeah. He's like if... Oh, I'm not going to say if Dipper was... Yeah, I have issues with the last season. But, you know, he's like if Dipper were annoying... Like, you know, actually, like, the obsessive uh, – even Dale from King of the Hill never reached the level of conspiracy nutball that he did. <laughs> now, I just really want to see Ronaldo with pocket sand. <laughs> pocket, pocket sand. sand. No, pocket glitter. Pocket glitter because it's, <laughs> like, it's I, I, gems, you know. I want to see him on a tree, like, in his underwear, and he tries flapping away and just flying and but falls into the fucking mud. I have but stopped. Shame. The whole episode. my eyes. The whole episode was about, like, uh, basically LGBTQ or allies of those that, like, or it, it, basically Tumblr culture of everyone calling everyone out as problematic without actually being the identified race that they're protecting. And so, you know, it's Ronaldo pretending to be a crystal gem, acting like he knows better than the crystal gems. Even Wait, like how does that even work? 
It it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. work at all. And that's no, what no, makes. No. How does it even work from his own perspective? Well, uh, who is he talking to? No human. human ever has a problem with the gems. <laughs> it, and that's one thing that's missing without the series. There's no like. Yeah. There's no wonderment surrounding the gems. They've just always been there apparently and humans yeah like there's no government facility monitor yeah their activity no x-men sort of thing where like they're like are the gems evil or whatever there's not none of that in the show we the show well, kind of feels very small that. in scale well like ronaldo in the crashing tides whatever that awful filler episode because there was nothing new in that episode i'm sorry i know that the creators say every episode's not a filler they always adds character building and we learn nothing new ronaldo's still an asshole uh, but like in that episode, there's a part where like his his uh, documentary got taken down by the government, and I was oh. like, oh man, that would have been so good. We could have like an army come to like try, you know. So now the uh, the crystal gems are being taken down, like be, being attacked by both space and the place they're protecting because they have to uh, re earn that 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 respect because people now are aware of them. Why? There's that whole story about like that advent that wandering adventurer who cataloged all the places that the gyms were at right humans well, have known about the gyms for at least in this universe for forever well, yeah, well have... they never act like they do that's yeah, the problem yeah. that's the problem we don't really have a scale on how the rest of the world feels about gems and stuff like they're not are they just regular citizens or what's going on well, well even apparently in... this is a global thing they've got gym bases all around the world so but like yeah, there was they, a war they, that took place there, and like they nuked like the gem nuked the place. So yeah, well okay, okay, so you have all these monsters appearing, but yet the the citizens of Beach City in the first season still seem shocked by all the monsters. And then on top of that, like when they describe the gems, they're like, I guess Steven's family like protects the world. It sounds crazy, but no, no, they're circus performers. Even that the pizza guy said so. You know, like oh, you're just performers or whatever. This is just they, getting confusing. This right? is, I don't understand. Again, show. there's no thread between anything. We're supposed. To, it's it's just kind of an emotional miasma without any kind of solid storytelling uh, yeah. involved in it. It's well, crying fruits until, of Grant, the series. Up until the '80s, the the gems kept to themselves. With occasionally Rose popping out and finding a boyfriend, like that that seemed to be a recurring thing. But besides that, yeah. like they they didn't interact with anyone. And then Greg came, and then Steven popped in, and then you know Steven's friends or with everybody. Oh, it started building a, a you know a relationship between Jim's and Beach City. But yeah, but throughout this first season, they still seem shocked about who these people are. Um, so like I don't know how much the yeah, uh, but the even world knows human about again human curiosity. They no human would ever go up to the big stone temple. There wouldn't be, you know. Hey, I got an idea. Why isn't there an episode where the mayor like forms a kind of uh, tourist trap around the big temple that would you know actually be actually surprising to people? That would have worked in season one. I don't know if that would have worked. worked. No, it wouldn't work now, but it would have worked. We're in too deep. Yeah, Yeah, we're fucked. It's it's over. We're we're fucked. But there's there's no kind of like action. It's it's it plays. It tries to play everything off as comedy, but then tries to also have its like serious moments there. So it doesn't. It's like farcical without being. It's I have nothing else to compare it with other than parodies of what 
what's what that whole series was about the magical kind of anime thing it wants mm-hmm. to have its cake and eat it too basically no it wants to have its cake your cake everyone's cake and not eat it and that's the weird part about it it's like well aren't you actually going to eat that it's like no we're just going to kind of apply that we're going to eat the cake at some point in time it's like no it's going to go bad no no it's still good it's a little bit good like five seasons later it's like no it's gonna rot do something with it no it'll be fine we'll just sit it right there i yeah. i still love the show personally yeah but like i do find myself not as excited as i once was um mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's just how the show's conditioned me based off the the we had like the, all those episodes like i had a whole season air a day per day you know like one episode a day we had the steven bombs but now that it's back to like one episode a week i keep forgetting that the episode airs because it's not a special event type thing like it was previously. Yeah, and also Cartoon Network just dumps them out on Friday. But here's the thing: they never promote them on TV. Like, you, I see them promote uh, Teen Titans Go, but like I'm watching Teen Titans Go and they say, "And coming up next, a new Clarence and Steven Universe." Like, I didn't know about this. When did this happen? Huh. However, there is some new cool stuff happening with Cartoon Network and Steven mm-hmm. Universe oh, and yeah. a new show. <laughs> News. This is CNN. Remember that show that I talked about three years ago or so? Uh, the pilot for Lakewood Plaza Turbo? Well, now it, it's been renamed OKKO, OK and now it's going to be a, a TV series and also a console video game. Wait, a video game? Yeah. Yeah, console video game. I think it's going to be a beat-em-up, possibly. They said console. Console. Same with Steven Steven Universe is also getting a console game, but I don't know. From the still image, the promotional image, it kind of looks like the app game, so I guess it's going to be like a... No, no, no. So it's a sequel to the app game, because the app game was Attack the Light. This is Save the Light. It's original story by Rebecca Sugar again, and it's a console game. It's 3D. It plays a lot more like a Paper Mario game than the app did where you can actually explore, and the entire beach city and the temple is designed in 3D, but it looks really flat based on the shaders. But you can go around in like an isometric-style view left and right. And so far, the new additional confirmed characters is Steven's now a fighter, not just a defense. Uh, Connie has her sword, and Greg can play with the guitar. Huh. <laughs> and he's just there to play the guitar. He's not going to fight. <laughs> uh, I think he fights with the guitar, but uh, it looks super good. So far, it's announced for the consoles, but it doesn't specify which console, and all the screenshots have been PS4. So here's, oh, yeah. here's hoping for an excuse to buy the Switch. Yeah, it does look Paper Mario-ish. I, l- <laughs> hmm. um, I also wanted to do um, podcast news. Um, on the 8th, Jim's kid was born. Woo! Yay. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah, um, I'm trying to pull up her name because uh, he posted it on his Tumblr. One Sophie, wasn't it? Sophie. Yeah, yeah, he posted the full name though, and it's like a, a really long, like intricate, like text scroll yeah. of Star Wars um, what? caliber. Yeah, you know, fifty <laughs> then, names. If you, if yeah, you 50, care. 50 names. <laughs> We're teasing Jim. We love you. Um, her name is Sophie Nicolette Casser Gisriel. Gisriel. Hmm. Yes. Yay. Born on March 8th. So everybody 
wish Jim, um, wish Jim the best of luck in being a pappy. Oh, that, that's the reason yeah. why he's not here for a little bit is he's gonna, yeah, he, he's gonna he be a life. father. <laughs> yeah, um, if you expect uh, Jim to uh, be on the podcast while he's raising a kid, uh, KYS. Yeah. Anyway, back um, back onto the main news. I just wanted to say that because that's really important. Yeah, that's a good that's a good segue. Uh, but yeah, OK, KO, Let's Be Heroes is not only a, a, a new show, which um, it, they released the intro, which was storyboarded by a studio trigger animator. Imaishi. Yeah. And no, the fucking like director of fucking Kill a Kill and Gurren Lagan, he storyboarded the intro. That's so cool. I'm huh. so jealous. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and there is a there is a console video game uh, which I, which I find very uh, CR seems shocked by it. Um but I wouldn't I, I don't think it's super shocking cuz uh with with OKKO and Ma- Mighty Magiswords, you could definitely tell those are two series that Cartoon Network has been very experimental mm-hmm. with how they release them cuz they both start out as mini-sodes on their app first. Yeah, and... but that's that's what I was going to say. Mighty Magisword started out as the mini-sodes and all that stuff. That, that's yeah. very, that's very, you know, small and <laughs> on a scale. A video game, well, um, unless it's going to be redressed from like one of the earlier ones, but like a video game is something that takes a while to produce and you don't, it can be poison to the brand if it's a bad one. Right. Well, um, the company they're working with is actually a really good one when it comes to licensed games. Uh-huh. And, is it uh, way forward? Or? No, no. It's, oh, uh, thank God. It, well, I know they made an Adventure Time game. They made three. Okay, so, yeah, I thought I figured they might have a license with that, but... Um, so I can't remember the company? company, but I know that Ian, uh, in the, like, little interview thing, he was, like, really excited about working with this particular company because it's one and of his favorites. And that would be Ian, uh, I forget his full name. Jones Quartzy. Jones Quartzy. Jones Quartzy. Yeah. yeah, he did, uh, what did he do? He was he the voice com- of Wallace uh, in Bravest Warriors. Yeah, but uh, I know him from earlier than that. I used to watch, not I used Force. to oh, not Force. his webcomic. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah uh, RPG, RPG World. World. RP, that's it. I was going to say Hero Quest for some reason. <laughs> no but uh well the thing about okay ko that works so well with the video game thing is one it, it first had an app game uh before the series was even out so that's kind of weird and then uh the, the show is so based in video game culture mm-hmm. that like i it just it seems perfect for it but yeah uh the game and the the series starts uh, they both are going to be released at the same time it sounds like okay that sounds good i now i imagine more like a river city ransom kind of beat em up when I, I think, think so. of that, so is that? Do they have any like specs for that, oh, or like? Any... I, I have some screenshots. So it does look. I was gonna say I assume it was gonna look like uh, Streets of Rage. Uh, yeah. Let's see. They made uh, this company, Cappy Barra Games. They made a. Uh, I don't know. Super Time Force. Oh, I love Super uh, Time Force. Oh, is oh. that? Yeah, I think I've remembered that. That's a game where you get to repeat. Uh, you, you compound all your damage by dying or rewinding time, and then having two of you attack the same opponent, and you can compound all of your damage by uh, screwing with time. I think I like mm-hmm. that game. Yeah, but, so uh, the other one's gonna make uh, the the two new. St- the, the, no wait, just I think just okay KO. I don't know. Yeah, about- just okay KO. Um, the people that are doing the Steven Universe game is someone same ones that did the app. Yeah. Oh, this art style looks great for the game. Yeah. 
I'm I'm curious if this is what the show is going to look like because we don't know what the show is going to look well, like because so well, far every time they release a short, it's a different art style. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was going to say. They've been it's been produced by a bunch of different like directors and they're all different. And I remember the short. The short was basically like um a more doodly kind of regular show style. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's going to be like the uh, intro, but not not as well animated, but still something like the intro is what I'm expecting. But that looks good. That art style looks yeah. great. And uh, yeah, something that they could probably uh, pull off with. A, a, yeah. This is going to be a console game like uh, for for download PS4? or for Act- I'm pretty sure download. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a $10 but, uh, brand or. Yeah, I think I, so. I don't think they it doesn't look like they could do like a full like even $30 game on that. that. I want like a full on just like a real ambitious console game of of Cartoon Network again. Just like we haven't had another, you know, higher platinum. Yeah. No. Oh no. <laughs> Do not hire platinum. No. They took the core <laughs> game and they ruined it. Uh what was that one I I went by the other day and it was basically it was it was a Cartoon Network game. And I looked at it and I laughed at myself because I basically said out loud, uh, canceled video game, uh, canceled series, the video game. And it had, it had adventure, it had adventure time, you know, a uh, fit oh, and shake yeah, yeah. on it. Battle crashers. Yeah, that's it. It's like canceled series, the video game. Yeah. Cause it had, this game came out way too late. Cause like, it, I think it had six franchises and like four of them were already canceled by the, yeah. time, the by the time the game released. It's like why not put on a uh, freaking whatever, whatever happened to Robot Jones should be as unlockable. Oh come <laughs> on, that's so sad. The game you're looking for is Punch Time Explosion because they have a fucking Captain Planet unlockable in that one. Yeah, that was the best what? part about that game. So hush what, what is this, Chad? Chad, you've never heard of Punch Time Explosion? No, what is this? It's, it's a, a big Smash Brothers Super Smash clone. Bros. clone, and they had like unlockable characters from. They had Powerpuff Girls, they had Ben Ten Original, and uh, Alien Force, etc. They had. Oh, uh, is this Kids something Next Cartoon Network, Network released? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've For seen Cartoon. that. It was horrible. No, oh, it was okay. it's not that bad. It, 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 it looked like so garbage. Close to being good. It was it, so. It wasn't that bad. Okay, and Captain Planet is an unlockable character. He's the yes. last one. Yes. Well, that I guess that makes sense because Turner owns all of Cartoon Network, and they push the hell out of Captain. They've always pushed the hell out of Captain Planet. No one wanted Captain Planet. Captain Planet killed uh, SWAT cats. Well, what's weird <sighs> about that game is that like the voice actor selection is really weird because like they got Space Ghost to narrate the whole episode, the whole game, uh-huh. which is fantastic. But then, like, they didn't get any of the Powerpuff Girls original voice actors, uh, like, Kara Strong and, like, someone else just fills in every girl voice. And she makes the worst Dexter I've ever heard. Uh, what? Well, the oh, problem, Kara the problem Strong is Dexter? Yeah. The problem, okay, I, I can't even imagine it. that. Dexter, boy genius. It was just probably a budget thing because, like, yeah. oh, we can only hire so many voice actors, so we got to pick the ones that'll fill in the roles the best. And they didn't do a good job picking them. Uh, <laughs> no, because like Johnny Bravo sounds like ass. Dexter sounds horrible. Um, and then also the weirdest thing is that like the Powerpuff Girls are all basically clones of each other, except for they have like one attack different. But Ben Ten is a which could have easily have been clone because they have adult, you know, teenage Ben Ten and little Ben Ten. Those those two have completely different aliens and move sets, mm-hmm. but those could have easily been clones. But the Powerpuff Girls are, you know, like well, they are kind of the same character. 
However, the one thing that game did do better than Smash Brothers before you... the most recent one was they had uh, a lot of alternate costumes, which doubled as other characters. Hmm. Yeah. So you got the Rowdy gonna... Rough Boys in there. Uh, I was going to say you can balance the the Powerpuff Girls a little different. You could have Buttercup do more damage and uh, Bubbles have like be faster than the other ones and uh, uh, Blossom, Blossom just, just be, be average. Yeah, just the average between the two. Balance. Yeah, but I wish they just Cartoon Network would have another like 3D console game. Like, you know what I would like to see is something like The Simpsons Hit and Run, but in the Cartoon Network City. Oh yeah, the, the 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 city from like the old commercials, the bumpers. Yeah, from, like the early two thousand. Whatever. What was that? Something falls. Cartoon falls, or did they oh, had fusion a, fall? Fusion fall. They had like an online series with uh, yeah, uh, online an series, but an, an MMO with uh, the artwork for that was pretty decent. Oh, it was all I mean, anime. They were, some they... some characters look very bad, like uh, the Ed. They look horrible in this anime style for. Fusion full. Did you guys yeah. know that they were gonna? They um wanted to ask Bleed Man to do the art for it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I find that really weird. I don't think people say Bleed Man's a bad artist, and I very, I very much disagree. I think he's very mm-hmm. good. It's just his art is very stylized, and the content he draws is kind of polarizing. Yeah, I was gonna say his... the content has become a little bit polarizing, and uh, I mean, I, I, I've stumbled upon him in college, and uh, mm-hmm. whoa, he. He definitely improved. Oh. oh wait, I thought you meant like you actually met him in college. No, I stumbled upon his work in college, and oh, it was yeah. an interesting story. You know, like uh, Powerpuff Girls. Mandy calls nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, no. that's what. Thank you for gun jumping, Pan. I <laughs> okay, no, it, the, the Powerpuff Girls Dojin. She started off pretty simple and fun enough. Like, oh, look at these Cartoon Network characters, and look at them interact yeah, with each Samurai other. Samurai Jack is a gym teacher, you know. And it was it was it was funny and it was fluff. Like, and it also had action elements. And it was like, oh, this is exactly what people would want out of Cartoon Network fan fiction. And then I think he just started getting a little too ambitious. Like, I think he's admitted that he has trouble writing stories because he just doesn't know how to really write one. I, don't quote me on that though. That's just a uh, conjecture. But uh, once he started writing Grim Tales, like he eventually outsourced it to somebody else because it just got out of control and ridiculous. Um, yeah, I remember uh, like a year or two ago, like uh, in Grim Tales, he wrote a scene where the characters uh, danced to um, the Harlem Shake. That was years ago. That was way, <laughs> way long ago. <laughs> That, look, that still happened. Well, at so. least it wasn't. At least you. At least this wasn't last week. It was like, oh, Harlem Shake. What the hell? Imagine. Oh God. I, you know what I want to do is just make a video that's just leave like, that uh, to the new Powerpuff Girls cartoon. Oh. They'll. That, that's their special next week. <laughs> oh. I, I, I want to find like a controversy from like 2006 or so that no one's thought about in years and just bring it up and just say my thoughts on blank like. Um, Isn't that what we just did? My thoughts on the Anna Nicole Smith trial. My thoughts on the O.J. Simpson trial. <laughs> Again, these are all current things. They produced yeah. a show about Anna Nicole Smith, and they just had this Fuck. series about O.J. My thoughts oh, on damn. Columbine. Oh. Again, that just... <laughs> this hey. is how Bernie Sanders could could win. Watch this. Check it out. <laughs> Thanks, thanks oh. for ruining our fun CR. Jeez. It's what I do. <laughs> so, uh, have you guys been following Ninja Turtles at all? Oh, no.
because they uh the they, they announced that the Topic 3D show <laughs> sorry i'm just i'm really excited about talking about this because i just caught up with it like we we've been so dry for like topics that we've been talking about youtube so much that like what this week's just been this weekend alone has been super good as far as like announcements for new cartoons so i was like all right let's talk about ninja turtles on here and i might be the only like ninja turtle fan no well actually i i saw the uh i saw the space uh saga which yeah. was really interesting i i caught all of that because you know they always stack up like you can catch all of episodes from a season on one Sunday if you ca- if you catch it right. Right. Uh, I like that season a little bit, but like the, the weird part about that season is the fact that they just blew up the earth and they're like we have only 3 months. They go back in time because a time traveling doctor robot comes in, uh the fugitoid voiced by um the 10th doctor mm-hmm. David Tennant. David Tennant. I don't know why I was blanking on that. And uh, there's like, oh, man, we have to train and get stronger and be able to fight this thing, stop it. And then it becomes like this intergalactic road trip season where they like they immediately like stop for like snack food. Like it, it's a weird tone shift. Where... Well, they have to find the pieces of the something, something, the MacGuffin or whatever. Right. I know they were looking for a MacGuffin and uh, they went to like this deep sea planet and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I, I thought it was really interesting. It's cool. It's just this weird, like, hey, you just watched all your friends and family die, and you have to save them again. You have you get another chance to save them, and then they're just kind of goofing off. I just wish there was a little bit more. Uh, and this probably would have sucked tone. Well, there was that one part where where Leonardo kind of goes insane. He keeps going to the uh, hollow deck. It's not mm-hmm. the hollow deck, but it's basically the hollow deck. And he talks to his memory of Splinter. Yeah. Uh, in which they explain that he goes and he's it, it's kind of him going you can kind of tense sense that they're all on edge mm-hmm. and then they just kind of i mean you got to eat man so you might yeah, as well know. you know so yeah I, I understand what you're saying tonally it's uh it's it's off balance compared to what just happened mm-hmm. but uh you know but uh so I, that was half a season and I thought that was the whole season, but that was only half. The other half is like the City at War saga, and uh, I just caught up to it. It doesn't sound like you're all the way up to it, so I don't want to spoil what I want to talk about. Yeah, I'm not. I've I've gotten to the. I got. I was watching when they were really pushing, uh, uh, getting back to the city, uh, mm-hmm. advertising that. I think I watched the rest. I didn't watch them get back to Earth. I think the last episode I saw was when they got the last piece of the MacGuffin and they were getting ready to do something. Okay. I do want to mention one thing that I find hilarious about it. It, it is slightly spoilery, but you know they have to get back to status quo anyways, right? Yeah. Yeah, so after they take care of the whole Earth plot, now there's two sets of turtles because of time travel? Mm-hmm. And so to quickly just, like, tie it all up, they go, hey, you guys. You should go on. You should go into space with the the robot guy, and they're like, okay, and they just run and fly off, and that's how they just write off the turtles. What? Yeah. Well, yeah. they. Oh well, I was gonna say, don't they eventually travel back? Yeah, I, I think that's how. Like, it, but it just seems like, hey, you guys go over this, and they're just like, okay, like no questions asked. No. <laughs> and I guess if, uh, if if there's another you from an alternate timeline, you probably just like, kind of just accept it. But it's just this really funny, like, yeah, you guys go do that. Okay. <laughs> and they literally just run off the ship. Like, you know, time there. travel is weird, the, the, depending <laughs> on how it's depicted and what. Here's how I would have written them off 
what one of the turtles should have done was got all the clone turtles or the, the second turtles and put them in the back of a truck and they say hey guys we're going for a ride just hang on and uh <laughs> the, the the main driver who's the part of the first team drive is near a cliff and he just sneakily uh, gets off the truck and like re- releases the parking brake and just <laughs> watches the thing float down the hill into a cliff <laughs> watch the thing explode kill him off blow him up right there that'd be the black and white turtles oh, but yeah. uh they have they announced that. that the fifth season is going to be the last season of ninja turtles for the Aww. this variation um they have they brought in a new villain who's basically the devil voiced by mark hamill good and uh you Yus- uh usagi jimbo is going to be in three episodes Usagi Jimbo. Oh, the yeah. rabbit? The rabbit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The, the, the Yo Jimbo. Sorry, I always mispronounce that. Uh, but yeah, Usagi the rabbit is going to be in it, which means that continues the trend of that guest character who is not actually part of the Ninja Turtles, but always appears in the show. He's been in the 80s, he's been in the 2003, and now he's been in this one. So that's super exciting. I was going to say only five seasons. I hope Nickelodeon got all their money back. Well, no, actually, they've announced that this is the last season, but they've already announced a reboot, a new series, Rise One, of the Ninja Turtles. Which wonderful. Oh. oh it's, wait, it's going to be called Rise of the Ninja Turtles? Yes, and the last season of this series oh, is called Tales you. of the Ninja Turtles. It better not be the kind of stuff they've been pushing throughout this whole series, because that's, it's been okay, but I wouldn't want a whole series based off around the, the little snippets we get from, uh, you know, the, the the crossover episode we got and the worm episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, the, the, I mean, obviously it's cheaply animated 2D. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. I, I assume it's probably Titmouse animating it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Like, well, no, uh, then that's there's no excuse because Titmouse actually does great work. Did you not see uh, – what was it? Uh, they're like driving around in cars and uh, Mark Motor Hamill. City. Motor City. Motor City. Did you not see Motor City? That was an amazing series. I did. Well, that one works so well. And the reason why it it, it works as it does is because half of it's CG with the, the cars. Like when you're only animating characters in cars, that, that saves so much. The thing about Titmouse is that like it's the studio that picks up shows other studios won't take. So a lot of times, if it's if it's through Titmouse, it probably has a lower budget than you expect. Yeah, but still, they're able to like pull off some great stuff with that series. Oh, mm-hmm. The fighting uh, between certain characters is great. And... Well, what makes Motor City so good is they actually built in a plug-in for Flash that they won't re- won't release, which makes me really angry because some studios does that, <laughs> uh, where um, they have a 3D map for the character's head. So the reason why the the head motions are so fluid is that the Flash itself, the plug-in, is warping the pieces to give it a three-dimensional space. You know what? And Disney has been trying to replicate that. They tried to do. They've done pretty good with the uh, uh, the Lion Guard. I watched like the first season of a show of that the first episode and Mm -hmm. you can totally tell that it's done in computers because there's certain moments where they tweak everything and everything moves just a little too smoothly but but they've also it's a combination they've also done it with uh this rapunzel show that they're doing i think (laughs) that one's a little bit doing it better I I beg to differ. I liked it much better in The Lion King. I was like, oh wow, this is the next step that they're. This is the next step of blending the two things. And I watch, I watch uh, 
Rapunzel and all of her family and friends' faces sliding around like fried eggs on a plate. And I'm like, oh, oh, why? It might be more – I think I like the art style of the Rapunzel cartoon more because uh, like, I think it's lineless. And I feel like it's easier to get away with some of those techniques versus um, the right. the Lion King one. It's I think it has lines. And it takes me out of it when I know – when I could tell when it's flash animated or not flash – I hate using the word flash animated, but that's just how people understand puppeteer animation. Well, tweening, I think, is the proper term. When you use a computer and certain shapes to manipulate them instead of creating new drawings for each each frame. Mm -hmm. And you can tween with CGI. You can tween with... In fact, CGI is tweening. It's just like a puppet with, you know... It's just it's stop motion except you you can put a hand from one position to another position and the computer will fill all the ones in between. Mm. Uh, so I think the prop yeah the proper term is tweening and not just kind of like. So so yeah um the question I I feel I need to ask right now is though how did what do they use to make flash cartoons? Flash 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 or Toon Boom depending on um, how like did you honestly think I was being serious. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Kinda. Sorry. <laughs> I've only known you for a week, but we, we kind of look, Nolan. You kind of we had we kind of have like a low bar for you. So what you the know. fuck? Nothing. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, to be fair, there's a lot of shows on the TV that like I thought that that, that people would call Flash animation. That's Toon Boom. Well, like yeah. Liz Izzy just said, they these studios they create a program and they hoard them. They don't share with anybody. Yeah, you know, uh, it Titmouse probably had this one program. Disney was like, oh, that's pretty cool. You want to like share with us? It's like, hell no. Make your own slighty face technology. Yeah. it's like, oh yeah, we will. <laughs> You'll we, see. Motherfucking Disney. You'll Have see. you seen Paperman? Yeah. I saw Paper Man. Uh, you know what? I like Paper Man way more than I like Inner Workings. To be fair, I th- Inner Workings seems way too busy. Oh, oh, is that the one that just came out with uh, the, the new movie? Yeah. Moana? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't actually seen any new movies that appeared in theaters, but I, I have seen clips of that where it's the inside the guy's mind and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah and everyone wants to fuck the, the lady with the gigantic hips. Oh, oh, speaking of hips... So that's something funny is that like whenever people uh, look at big hip characters and they always go, it, uh, it looks like um, Hart- Butch Hartman designed this. I always <laughs> think about your video, CR, and how you explained that like Butch Hartman's characters usually have no hips if you look at yeah. the ones designed. Yeah, and it's all like Gendy Tartakovsky that kind of did it because it was mom that originally started that trend. Dexter's mom, mm-hmm. yeah. I think. No, actually, yeah, well. Anyway, there's this whole thing where, hey, you know, sometime in the early 90s, you couldn't show women with uh, big boobs on little kids' shows, even though they would never identify with that for some reason. But a way for the designers and animators to get around that was to just give them bigger hips. Yeah, because I remember I was talking with um, uh, Zach, who works on uh, Teen Titans Go. He was saying, like, yeah, we can't have Raven have breasts or anything, do anything with her breasts, but we can have her do stuff with her legs. Which, that whole episode, you can have a whole episode. Several episodes of that, so just Raven's legs. Look at them legs. 
The only thing that came good out of that, I, I laugh sometimes at that, that Teen Titans Go. But the one thing is that there is a gif of Cyborg uh, literally like pounding a bowl of meat. And yeah. you, can, you can put that anywhere. You can put that up against anything. Oh, yeah. But that's he's edited. angry while he's doing it. He's not like... No, that's from a different... Okay, look... Sorry to break it to you, but that's actually from a different scene. There, there is. Hey, guess a scene what? Where... I don't care. You can put it in anything. What Damn. did I just say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fine. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Teen Titans Go will never end. I just love how spiteful Teen Titans Go's humor gets sometimes with like teasing the fans or the haters. Like that whole episode dedicated to the freak show. Uh, you know, they basically showing the Titans, hey, look, here's the old show. This is so much better. What are we doing? <laughs> I, I love how self, like, it realizes, because like, obviously T Titans Go works because it's so popular. It might be the fact that it might be the only thing Cartoon Network advertises and it just By hits kids, that yeah. spot for little kids. But, like, yeah. it, they're doing something right. Right? I think it's I think it's pretty much just like SpongeBob, where if if, if it's the only thing you air all the time and it's the only thing that little kids see, no. then they're going to be like, oh well, this is this is it. This is no. I mean, there has there is a reason why they would air it so much throughout the day. I mean it. I mean they. they I mean you just don't pick any random show and just play it over and over. Like it, it did well with ratings, so that's why they're gonna play it a billion times. Otherwise, they they pick a show that's already that's new, and they would air that twenty four hours or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just I think it's more reasonable I mean, where they 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 found a sweet spot with that where it was it was cheap to make because of the yeah. tweening animation. It was you can it, it was kind of that goofy humor that the kids sort of kind of liked. Yeah. It had a kind of already base to it. So it was like it was the sweet spot that they didn't really have to work that all that hard to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like push the envelope or anything like that. And like you said, I guess uh, the one thing about it is, is that it knows what it is and it will tease the hell out of the fans. But that's the thing. It teases the hell out of the fans that would be still be watching, but I don't watch it anymore, and I love the original series. To be fair, I, I only watch the episodes that tease the fans because they usually pop up where someone's like, I can't believe they did this. Yeah, but then that's 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 the modern culture where things spread like wildfire. It's like can <laughs> out it's the outrage culture. Can you believe that they did this and then you that There's ends up on Reddit? Like you said, I don't go to Reddit. I was not spoiled by anything that Steven Universe was, even if I was excited about Steven Universe. So it it's it's the kind of, you know, one person tells two people and they tell two people and they tell two people. Uh, the reason why I think it Teen Titans keeps getting uh, viewership from the older fans is because, like you said, Izzy, they do that thing where they kind of tease the older fans and that well, gets picks up tease, steam. Tease the older fans with what exactly? How the original one was better. I know, but like, well, are it's not. I mean, 
it's a comedy show. Like no one's gonna. I know. I know. I'm not gonna. No one's gonna tune in thinking like suddenly it's gonna become an action. No, show. No, no, no. But the, but you still. No, no. Oh, it's okay, still like, the word of mouth. That's, episodes uh, like when they're like, oh hey, they brought the Young Justice characters on for one episode as a cameo, where the the, it, which was a really good commentary on how everything has to be overly serious for people for the our generation to like it, because uh, you know like Young Justice is okay. Like, it's not super good. It's got a lot of, like, uh, I don't know. I didn't like the second season that much. I was just yeah. waiting for Static Shock to get on. I, so was I really I enjoyed the Young Justice. I, 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 I liked the first season a lot more. I just got really upset that there was never a status quo. Like, as soon as we got the full team, the next episode, there it's all fragmented. And now we're in four years in the future. And you have to play a video game to know what happened. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also hate Robin. He's a little shit, and I can't stand him. But like, uh, and don't get me wrong. I'm excited about season three. Whenever, whatever platform it's coming out, probably Netflix. I'm stoked for it. But like, everyone just liked it because it was super serious. And in contrast, you know, uh, people didn't like Teen Titans when it was doing the funny bits. Even though some of those episodes are some of the, my favorites, most people really remember the dark, brooding parts. And so Teen Titans Go made a whole episode where the the Titans are like, we have to get serious. And then they... No, I I I I'm gonna. I hate to interrupt, but I was gonna say I love the uh, the goofier uh, superhero episodes or supervillain. Pardon me. I love the uh, oh, control God, freak I... and Mad Mod. Yeah, I was gonna say Mad Mod's my favorite character villain out of that whole series. No, like I said, I agree with that. But I'm saying I I just hear a lot of people and online. It seems like people only like the darker arcs, like you know, like mm. for example, we were talking about Steam Universe. We're all we liked. We were talking about how much we enjoyed the random, ep- you know, episodes where they had just random monsters, monsters of the week. But like everyone else right now, and I, I get into this trap too. If it's not like something that's furthering the plot, it gets really frustrating when they do like a quote unquote filler episode. Um, so like sometimes the goofier episodes get forgotten. I think and like now, when people sit down and actually think about it. They remember those as fondly, mm-hmm. but I think people get too wrapped up on the broody, dark, everything has to be edgy as fuck, hot topic, like, ness of things. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I can't say where the trend is going now. I only know what the networks are pushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but, I, but the commentary with, that that Teen Titans Go episode did, where it was, like, kind of, like, you know, joking at how everyone wants it to be super serious and dark... And, you know, like, th- there's room for things like Teen Titans Go. But but no one wanted it super serious and dark. Everyone kind of wanted well, the I, balance that the original series had. No, yeah. no, well, well, at the time, we lost Young Justice, which was super, uh, I wouldn't say super dark, but, you know, super serious. And they got traded in for a comedy show. And so the, the comedy show retorted and, and, like, you know, counter-argued. It's like, hey, look, guys, it doesn't have to be serious all the time. We can still be a show and be a thing. But everyone took it as a direct, like, insult that they brought Teen Titans Go and canceled Young Justice, which mm. may or may not have been the same decision. You know, yeah, it well, might have been two parallels. I remember Young Justice not – it had it had its moments of levity. It, it wasn't like – Though I mean, they had the conspiracy, and they they had the moments of levity where you had the Flash family, and the which that led into other things. But that's you know <laughs> the, uh, the, pro- the problem is though with that is that all of the levity in Young Justice was completely insufferable. Really, 
I hated it. I, I could mm. not stand it. Like I, I can, I can watch Teen Titans and go, I don't, re- this anime stuff, I don't kind of appreciate it, but I can understand why people would like it. With Young Justice, just hearing Robin go, man, everybody's overwhelmed or underwhelmed. Why can't anyone just be whelmed? I'm like, fucking kill yourself. Oh my God, you stupid teenager. <laughs> Shut up, Batman. Oh, okay, okay. Raise your son. Let me rephrase. So at the time that Teen Titans Do- Go came out, uh, that was the same time that uh, Spider-Man on Ultimate or Ultimate Spider-Man came out. No, never mind. That that breaks my argument. J.K. Uh, that one that the show got more dark looking, but got more comedic in tone. That was a weird transition. Oh, yeah. The Spider-Man show nobody liked. I think the hatred for Teen Titans Go comes from the kind of bait and switch we got, where we had those those Teen Titans shorts which were in the style of the old series, but they were like little chibi versions mm-hmm. of the of the and they were fully animated. They weren't tweening. They were the old studio. You know, they had uh, uh, Trigon shows up at the front door and he's like giant. His whole face is taking up the front door. And he's like he gives Raven a little teddy bear and Raven just kind of like cuts it up. And he, at the end of it all, after an awkward silence, he's all like, so, can I have your soul? <laughs> I think maybe it was the bait and switch that really kind of pissed people off on Teen Titans Go. People just want action shows, yeah, that's the thing. Because well, the also, DC Nation shorts made it, they, were, they felt very much like, they, obviously they were chibi versions of the old show, but it was very much like, hey, this is a taste of the old show. It's kind of back, sort of. And then we're like, hey, we're bringing back Teen Titans. You just assume that based off of those shorts, which brought back interest, it was going to be continuing or doing some of that flavor. But instead, we got this completely different variation. Yeah. And also, I assumed that the DC shorts were tryouts for the new series that would be popping up. You know, I figured we'd get a... A super best friends forever, which I hate that title. Uh, <laughs> the, the designs are cool, though. I I love the designs, and I I assume that we would be getting like maybe that series or even uh, dare Plastic I say Man? it, Plastic Man. Plastic Man would have been fantastic for the the new kind of direction uh, uh, Cartoon Network was heading in. I mean, I, it's a long shot, but I would love to see an Adult Swim of the. Um, Oh God, I'm I'm blanking on the illusion man, the illusionary. <sighs> he can see other people's phobias and, uh, God, women, I'm some DC character, some obscure one. I'm sure. I'll yeah, I'm. It to me. I know. We'll link it below if we figure it out. Yeah, here, let me. Illusionist. Oh, no, not illusionist. The. Uh... Oh, Doctor did anyone? Strange, yeah. Yeah, but... kind of. He's like the Doctor Strange of the DC universe. Other than Dr. Fate. But anyway, there's an animated short about that, and it was super stylized and really great. And uh, I, I was like, oh, man, this is amazing. This is never going to be picked up. Well, that was the thing, was the DC Nation had all those shorts, and they were just, all of them were, like, there were so many good ones. And and, and you, you could dream and hope that, that was just like a think tank for them to see what's popular and then move on to a new show. But, yeah. of course... Decent well, that's nation. what they've always yeah. done, except I guess that time has passed because they even did something with that with the Cartoon Institute for, mm-hmm. what was it, Nickelodeon? No, it was Nickelodeon no, that Cartoon had it. No, no, it was Cartoon Network. Was it? It was never released, though. The Cartoon Institute was never released. Oh, uh, okay. 
right. online. They were yeah, like I don't, right. I don't think they were ever officially released, but uh, they all popped up on YouTube. Huh. Okay. And there was some good stuff. I really like Danger Planet. Remember that one? Oh yeah, yeah that was great. Regular show and Uncle Grandpa started from the Cartoon Institute. Mm-hmm. Did Steven Universe too? No, that was way later. Okay, I couldn't remember. It, it, it tends to get looped in. Cartoon Institute was like 2009, and I talk about, oh, that's the next video, because I'm talking about top 10 obscure Cartoon Network shows nobody remembers, like Wulin Warriors or Princess Natasha, stuff like that. Can you please Mike make Lewinog. a... Uh, who, that, that's, Mike Lewinog's too well-known. Can you make a joke about whatever happened to Robot Jones? Yes, it's already in there. It's, it's finished, so it's okay. basically in there already. Oh, Shade the Changing Man. Shade oh. the Changing Man. Okay, that's the pilot you were talking about. Yeah, and he can basically see people's, like, uh, like disorders and phobias. He, like, fights inner demons mm-hmm. of other people. It's like he's, a, like, a psychiatrist, except he doesn't talk to anybody. He just kind of, like, beats the crap out of your insecurities and whatnot. Yay. It was, it was, of course, it's a Vertigo comic because it's, it was so weird and strange and such high concept. Mm-hmm. So it's not DC? No, well, it's DC, but it's Vertigo. Oh, okay. Vertigo is an imprint of DC and they release all their like Hellblazer stuff and, uh, you know, all the weird trippy crap that DC doesn't really want to touch. He's, it's the touchstone of, yeah. uh, of DC comics, you know, like. Like how they originally released Nightmare Before Christmas as a touchstone movie. And then after it became a cult classic, they were like, oh, yeah, we love you, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas. We're going <laughs> to stick you on everything now. We, You know, because yeah. people who go to Hot Topic have deep pockets. Oh. Yeah, but also really thick. No, well, their parents have deep pockets. To be fair, I go into Hot Topic, I walk past everything, and I just go to your little button section. I go to their oh. uh, because they they'll have they periodically have sales where it's like like they'll sell their buttons for like uh, two bucks, but they'll have a half off sale. So I just I empty them out then. <laughs> um, yeah, I just buy I, I, a lot of my uh, clothing comes from Hot Topics online store because they have larger sizes. Mm. Like, cause I, I, I don't like going into actual hot topics because they're always super narrow and it's really claustrophobic and they, they only keep like the smallest sizes possible. So it's really frustrating for a larger person like myself, but like online it's super great cause they always have discounts. They always have some kind of like buy one, get one free, free shipping, blah, blah, blah. And then I walk out with like a pretty decent haul for very little. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I went there and I got, uh, it was right after Christmas, and they had, like, a half-off sale on a bunch of stuff. And I bought the Deadpool dice game. Ooh. And uh, I, I bought that, which is, like, it's like Battle Yahtzee is basically what it is. And they said, oh, well, that's the free, you know, buy one, get one free section. So pick out something else. And I got a Doctor Strange mug that changes colors when you, uh, when you pour hot coffee into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's already falling apart. That's what you get for buying from Hot Topic. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, to finish up the Ninja Turtle talk that yeah. we somehow got here. Um, so season five is going to have a new intro, and it's done kind of like Archers and Cowboy Bebop had a baby, where there's no in- they got rid of the rap, there's no music, it's just instrumental, and it's all this like um, limited color, two-toned, 
uh, like little animation bits. And most of it, I would say like 70% of it's really, really cool. There's mm-hmm. some bits that the original intro did better and you could easily like splice them in and make it like a really cool intro. Uh, but my favorite thing is everyone's like, where's Casey Jones? And the the director of the the intro said they totally forgot about Casey, so he doesn't he does not appear in the intro whatsoever. Wow, wow! And I thought that was just really really funny and worth mentioning. Well, I mean, um, how could they forget of such an interesting character who? But then he also. <laughs> but there was that one time that he. Guys, um, do you remember how he had a hockey mask on and he hit people with a hockey yeah, stick? Yeah, yeah, that was great, man. He's voiced by Drake, or no, Josh from Drake and Josh. Oh, that's horrible. It's even worse. Yeah, even remember worse. the time he said, get back here. That's so sad. I'm not finished with you. Damn. When he hits a mutant, he says, this one's for Oprah. <laughs> have, you seen the, have you seen the stuff he's been in? Like those CGI movies? Oh, no. They released they released like a one every every like half year on uh, Nickelodeon. They're like, and they're like, oh god. There was one called Monsters Holiday, where he plays, I guess, like a Frankenstein. Here, let me look it up if I can. If, let me see if I can get it up. It's like done by this CGI studio that it's horrible. They recycle all of their their models and. Here, let's see. Uh, Monsters Holiday. But anyway, he's in just a ton a ton of like low budget straight to video CGI movies now. Yeah, it's the same with Rob Schneider. Yeah, yeah. And Tom Green. Oh, okay. Here. Can I uh, can I give you a trailer? Go ahead, make me gay. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's just what Pan says. Don't worry about it. Yeah, instead of go ahead, make my day, I always say go ahead, make me gay. Okay. There you go. <laughs> uh, and Pan you just right. don't know how to deal with it. No, I don't. A monstrous holiday. <laughs> that is one messed up monster. <laughs> Let's do it. And characters from this series, like the dad, he appears as a cop. In another in another movie that these guys have made, but the art style is so different that like they're they're a little bit more realistic. Um, in the in a, it's about mummies. It's a movie about mummies or something. Mummies uh, alive? No, no, oh. I wish. Uh, but it's they recycle assets to the point where it doesn't make sense. It's it's like terrible. I like how the kid from this movie kind of looks like Ty from Digimon with that hair. Yeah, all the Halloween stuff in backgrounds kind of remind me Monster High, except I don't want to fuck anybody here. They're all underage. Yeah, but they're not. That's what that I said. Stop I, Pan. I, no, wait, hang on. I said Team they Titan. all look remi- no, Pan Pizza, Trouble in Tokyo, in theaters. <laughs> July 3rd. <laughs> but look, I said it's like Monster High, except I don't want to fuck anybody here. <laughs> Right, but the monster. I high agree girls with the dog. Underage. The monster I, high girls are not underage. Like, uh, they're in high school. Some of them are sixteen hundred years old, so it's okay. Draculaura is sixteen hundred years old. Wait, isn't that a ghoul school name? Like Scooby Doo in the school. Scooby Doo. Basically, yeah, that's what Monster High is. Just the, just like that, but you know, teen, 
teen high schoolers. You know, the dog agrees with me. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, Monster High ages. Hang on, look. I'm, I'm not a weirdo. Don't try to defend this. Let's just move on and cut this out of the podcast. Direct like a normal... Six, hang on. Salvage your dignity, man. Hang on. You <laughs> have a Snoopy icon, for God's sakes. My, my favorite... <laughs> okay, Gullia Yelps is 16 in Monster Years, so that could be, like, 18 in our timeline, you know. Anyway, oh, so, next I, topic... I, I apologize about the dog. I told him we were going to span neuter him, and that shut him up. Oh... Samurai Jack premiered yesterday. Did y'all see the new Samurai Jerk episode? Go kill the Samurai! Samurai Jack, an all-new limited series. Premiering Saturday, March 11th at 11 p.m. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Yes. Could have been like Samurai Jack is back. You could have rhymed. Uh, yeah, he could have rhymed like every other person, uh, whoever writes a blog. Samurai lacking his sword. Elizabeth in Monster High is 1,601 years old. Stop defending this! Samurai Jack! It was good! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so great. Oh, I love you, CR. Listen, when it's a cartoon, anything goes. No, hang on. Okay, Persephone and Meowlity, they're... 15 and 16. Okay, but never mind. Anyway, next one. Uh... Samurai Jack, baby. Samurai Jack, fifth season. Well, come on, Sammy, baby. Whip it out. You know what I'm talking about. That crazy sword. Let's get slicing and dicing, swinging and bashing, hacking and slashing, babe. Is it a new... Could you call it a new season? Why don't you call it like a special? Isn't it just like a 13 spe... A 13 it's like episode? a mini-series. It's yeah. Long. It's the commercials so, say it's a... regular a... season. The commercial said it was a, a limited series. Yeah. Right. I hope they actually, if they don't have another season planned for this one, I hope they, well. It, I think it's at the end of it. Gendy always said, I wanted a satisfying end of this. He's always wanted a movie. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, in that case, if they don't finish it off this season, I hope he gets a TV movie, and then that's that's it. Oh, if they look, you know what they should do at the end is uh, Aku should just look like right before the final blow is struck. Uh, Aku just sends Samurai Jack another thousand years into the future. <laughs> just never end the series; it just keeps going throughout time. Oh, just send him back, and it just um, it, it's the first episode again. But now it's two Jack. Whatever. Anyway, how did you think of the first episode? It was cool. Yeah, it, it was. It was like really awesome. Uh, Everyone wants to fuck the robot. Well, the problem here, yeah, actually, I did see a lot. the 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 robot with the flute. Apparently, there's a lot of people that want him to. Stop. The Sammy, the Sammy Davis bot. <laughs> yeah, because that's like, who it was. Yeah. It was Sammy Davis. They can look up old pictures of Sammy Davis, which even you know wasn't a bad looking guy before his eye, his half his face started to melt. Yeah, I saw someone posted they wanted him to step on him. Uh oh. Yeah, I was on the Whip it out, Jackie it. boy. I wonder how many people actually know that, oh, that's based off Sammy Davis. Look, no one knows. We're, not, we're not all 40 years old. Do you guys not know who Sammy Davis Jr. is? No, I know who Sammy Davis is. Oh, okay. Sadly, I know because of Epigraph Pedals of History. I don't know what you just said. Epic Rap Pedals of History. Um, oh. Um, oh. Yeah, there's a, there's a line from the... Um, What's it? Uh, shit, I'm blanking. 
I'm playing on both famous people. I know. Oh. It's uh it's it's Queen, the lead yeah. singer versus uh Frank Sinatra. Yeah, Frank Sinatra. And it, and it, there's a line where it goes like I love the colors in the queers, just ask Sammy Davis. Like that's how I know. Yeah, but he yeah. he was on like the Cosby show and stuff like that. Mm. Skeleton Calavera's aged fit. That's how I that's how I knew about him. And then from that point, whenever someone referenced him, it was like, oh, okay, he it's that guy. And then you know, YouTube came along. You could just type in all these old people you've always wanted to look up and see. You know, Frankie Stein. 115 days old. <sighs> anyway, I thought it was really interesting the way they've set up that he lost his sword, but Aku didn't know he lost his sword, apparently. <laughs> I don't know, Samurai Jack basically said, whoops, dropped my sword, and it fell down a hole. And, now and never it. went to find it for some reason. Well, it's a fucking hole like that goes on. He's to, gone like, into space, man. You don't, well, you don't, how, look, that hole could like lead to like the Lazarus pith or something no one knows what's down there he could get some rope or call one of his he has many many influential friends it's an inf it could be an infinite hole for all first of all he could jump good oh i hate that episode i love that episode that, uh, that episode and on a stupid cliffhanger that was never resolved he slashed his face and, and then aku ran away the end. Yeah, but, but we didn't see it in the next episode. Like I thought he was. He could have win. easily thrown him into another portal, and he's like five miles away. Done. Fuck. Like it, there's so many ways for you to fill it in. It's not a cliffhanger. <laughs> no, it, it is a cliffhanger. It's he was not about a to fucking rip his. He was about to <laughs> slice his fucking face off right there, and we never saw it in the next episode. And I was always mad about that. <laughs> oh, you're you know, gonna I just to pull think... out your silly sword. And you'll cut me, and I'll fly away and say, I'll see you again, samurai, or some nonsense like that. Why are you trying to fuck my daughters? So, do you think now, with this limited series, it sounds like it's going to be like one continuous story versus before it was kind of like episodes of the week that kind of branch off and evolve. Um so since now it's one big story for this final series, do you think he's going to slowly get naked instead of getting naked every episode? Wait, what? Well, the thing about Samurai Jack I remember the most is like every episode he always ended up in his diaper. That, yeah. Does he still wear an embarrassing man diaper like a little baby loser? That's the thing you remember the most out of this entire series? He got naked a lot in that show. Yeah. Fan yeah. service. But um, again, I think it's more interesting that now he's wearing a... he. He's he's compensating for the fact that he doesn't have a sword. He's wearing a full body armor. He's wearing the mask when we first see him. And at the end of the episode, he is scavenging other weapons off of people he's defeated. Which means it, I just I love that part where he's like because he's always had his sword, he never had to pick up anything else. But at the end of this Sometimes episode at the yeah. But at the end of this episode, he's like taking everything because I, I just I just think that was just such a unique shift for his character. It, and no dialogue, no explaining anything. It was just like, oh yeah, he doesn't have his sword, so he's gonna take the the Sammy Davis's uh, you know robots uh, weapons after he kills his vibrating sword. God, that that robot guy. I can see why there's drawings of him because he was like. He was an amazing character. I wish he'd. I wish he would come back, but he's dead. He'll be back. He's dead. 
No, no, he's, he's not dead. dead. His, his They're head always fine. all dead. They, they look. His head is fine. Like I'm sure they're gonna put his head on some other type of machine. It, it's like oh, put, anime. It, put it on it's a like anime. Machine. You've got the coolest character that shows up ever, and then they're they're the villains, and they just die. Because... Hey, Jackie boy, I'm a washing machine now. You gonna wash your clothes inside of me? Don't uh, leave your coins in your p- pockets, you fucking asshole. However, to go back to my that point, simmer. he did lose. He, <laughs> he, he did lose his helmet, his mask, and the shield things. So he is slowly getting more naked as the episode. Yeah, and, and then yeah, the, okay. for the next episode, he gets beat up, and all of his armor starts falling off. Yep. So, so this samurai jacket. Dude, square guys, kick. what if there's a sex scene? What if he fucks one of the? Fucks one of the daughters of Aku. It's what like, if yeah. he fucks all the daughters of Aku at he, the same time? What if Jack finally gets laid and he's not a loser virgin anymore? Ha! Samurai, my daughter! <laughs> <laughs> so the, so, so the, the horsemen, the green horsemen, what can we uh, defer from, mm. not defer, but oh, yeah, you keep cipher seeing, from him? Yeah, they, we keep seeing a green horseman guy in his visions. And then here's something else that's kind of tripping me out that's like really setting this guy apart. He's not he doesn't seem to have any allegiance to Aku because if he did, he would have told Haku, um Aku that that Samurai Jack lost his sword. Well, because that's I, the first thing that's the first thing Sammy Davis bot does when he he realizes, "Oh, you've lost your sword. I'm going to tell Haku, Aku." I don't know keep <laughs> why I keep saying Haku. Who is Haku? That's a name. Haku is from Naruto, I think. Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> interest, interest dropped. Um, he he says, oh, I'm going to tell Aku that you've lost your sword. And he immediately destroys his phone for that. So whatever happened with the sword has... It's between Jack and whoever this mysterious horseman is, which cool. his design is awesome. With so, the horns and... Let me throw this idea out. Because, uh, like, okay, so all of a sudden, since since Samurai Jack lost his sword, he's now seeing visions of people he's failing. Because apparently he's lost his way and he's uh, apparently running. It doesn't sound like he's going towards Aku. It sounds like he's running away. Right. Uh, judging by how all these things keep talking. So... I'm going to just throw out here the potential of the, the this guy on the sword, this green uh, swordsman. Could it be the spirit of the sword or something? Like a personification? Uh, I'm yeah. thinking maybe it's like a... That could be it. Or I'm thinking it's just like some other warrior that's, that is better than him. Because they have established that Samurai Jack is not the most powerful warrior in the show. There's that blue guy and also those lions. Yeah, but he's a servant of Samurai Jack. Yeah. He turns around and says, no, not yet, because it implies, it implies that he is some sort of a, a friend, if not a servant of Samurai Jack, I guess. Or could it oh, oh, be wait, Samurai okay. Jack? I just remembered, uh, do you know the game Infamous? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I don't know if there's a spoiler at the end where one of the bad guys' motive kind of like correlates to this. So if anybody cares about the spoilers to a game from 2007 or so, um, okay, so... Whatever. So, do I spoil it? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Just say spoilers. Nobody cares about spoilers anymore after spoilers. And then you say skip ahead to whatever time. Okay, spoilers to Infamous on PS3 from 10 years ago. Um, 
Skip to one hour, 20 minutes, 10 seconds. Anyway, so the, uh, this the main guy has these electric powers, and he barely got these powers. And this one villain shows up to fight him, and he has all his powers, but more powerful. And it turns out that the the main villain was actually him from the future, and he's trying to train him his past self to be stronger before this other bigger enemy shows up. So that's that's that, what I kind of want to think. That was my second guess. Was I I think it might be the full potential of Samurai Jack and him running away from his responsibility. So uh, like, that's his inner him. I want to say that that's plausible, but. I don't know. It's not Genji's style. I, I think it's mainly. I think it's probably just more or less another bad guy, or maybe even just a like a like a vision. Maybe he's not even real. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But speaking of the daughters of Aku, I can. I, I, yeah. I can. I like it how you can already tell who's going to be the good person by the end of the series, by the one who snuck away and looked at the light. Those, those sister designs are really cool. I really like those yeah. a lot. The girls. Those cult girls, yeah. It also implies that, and what I thought was, I like how they're like, kind of, you know, because uh, Mako, uh, rest in peace, he's not able to, voice, to provide the voice of Aku anymore. Uh, so it's it's where they kind of tease him a little bit throughout the uh, pardon me I just hit my microphone they tease him a little bit throughout the series they show they show like him laughing a bit when Samurai Jack remembers him you know he's in he's in his breath I thought up to that point that he was a, he knew that Jack had lost the sword so he's like okay well you lost the sword the only thing that could defeat me I'm just gonna you know piss off to another planet or something and so i thought all the aku worshipers were like wondering why their master had left and i i I thought they were going to do something where they were not going to show aku at all throughout the whole season that was going to be baked into the plot of the new series but apparently he'll he'll be around because we hear him on the phone he's not a voicemail yeah. Well, no, he asks, who is this? Um, I like it that they're easing us into the new voice. At least that's what I, they seem to be doing. Mm-hmm. They're going to tease the hell out of... They're going to tease it to the point where we want to hear Aku, but we won't instantly throw uh, throw the new voice away because hopefully there will be all this story attached to it. That, you know, we'll just want it because we want it so badly, we'll just accept it. Right. Uh, they could always go the Teenage Ninja Turtle route and... Well, because apparently at one point, they actually considered doing a completely new voice for Aku. And they're like, ah, no, that's... that's no. It's so much of his character as his voice, we'll just get a mimic or... But at least they didn't go Ninja Turtles where they go, oh, we accidentally damaged his vocal cords, now he sounds like Seth Green. <laughs> Oh man, if Seth Green was Aku now, that'd be fucking awful. <laughs> that would actually be great. He's yeah. like, hey, yeah, I'm Aku. I remember there was um, there's one Heath Ledger movie, his final role that they couldn't finish. Like not after Dark Knight, but uh, some other movie. Dot Professor something or others. Yeah, but I know what Professor... you're talking about. 
Mr. Magoo's Wonder Emporium or something like that. But anyway, like, since Heath Ledger died before they finished the movie, what they did was have him... It's, the, the movie took place in, like, a dream sequence. Exactly. And, and so, they kept... He kept changing to different actors, and that's how they explained it. That was... Uh, that was... Uh, I I think that was a neat idea to do. And... Uh, and if he if that was his pa- if that was one of his passion projects then yeah that was would have been okay i mean uh, no one talks about that movie like no one can remember the name of that movie but no one talks about that movie like the transformers movie and uh and uh you know what's his face he played ultron or omicron or something oh yeah. you're talking about U- ultron or sorry unicron yeah unicron and he was voiced by uh, wells yeah that's right no one talks about it like, oh, well, that's the last thing he was in, and he did it just to pay the bills. Even though Orson Welles rocks in that vo- in, with that voice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he says, he says, oh, I just play a toy that eats other toys, but he was actually menacing. I'm not a huge Transformers fan, but I love that scene where he's he's kind of talking down to Megatron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, because at the time so, Megatron was the biggest badass, and then you just get this planet eater talking down to Megatron. You know he's badass now. Yeah. Yeah. But I think would be interesting if, like, well, this is how I would have wrote around not having Mako anymore. But like, what if Aku was dead in this version, and uh, Aku and Samurai Jack still doesn't have a, a way back to the past? That would have been interesting. I, I don't know if that would have uh, been satisfying though. Because like he he's like well I don't have a villain anymore it's like yeah but that portal? that would also still hurt yeah he would still be haunted by the fact that his family had to suffer for a thousand years yeah everyone had to suffer for all the time that he left uh, so yeah I guess that would work out and again I was really interested in why these Aku cultists would be so interested but it's it's like they want. They want Aku's favor. Like that guy, it, it, without explicitly saying it, there's a hierarchy to Aku's minions. Like the Sammy Davis bot, he was all like, I'm I'm Aku's number one assassin, baby. Uh, and I guess yeah. these cultists want, want to be on Aku's uh, top five. Uh, you know, is Facebook yeah. still a thing? You mean MySpace? Yeah, you're thinking MySpace top eight. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, whatever. I don't use any of that crap. Yeah, Aku's daughters are hot. It's going to be, I don't know, I'm just waiting for the episode. They're underage too, probably, man. Shut up! No, they are not. They've been there for like at least 50 years, okay? (laughs) No, not 50 years. Okay, 20. 25 He's 50. He's 50 plus years. And he's timeless. Let's just look. Art is open for interpretation. Let's just interpret them as twenty-five. And okay. Also, I like the fact that they basically apply that Samurai Jack has gone through way more crap uh, since the series ended. You know, yeah. which is why his mind is probably shattered as well. <laughs> oh yeah, because like uh, he no longer ages. Granted, his hair grows longer, so he does age, kind of. His body produces, you know, hair, but he doesn't. You know, he doesn't age. Mm-hmm. It just—it's it, really cool. Uh, like for bringing back stuff, it's the right blend of things we know and love: action, awesome backgrounds, really stylized, no line artwork, 
and then just the right amount of mystery of being like, okay, what exactly is going on to keep us going? So like, this is a really good blend. Uh, we're in trusted hands. So and it you know, it uses the Adult Swim brand to the point where it accentuates. Like, I think the most risky that it ever got was the woman giving birth at the beginning. Yeah. But it, it didn't it didn't go, like, full-on crazy. And who knows, it may go full-on crazy, but it doesn't go like Rick and Morty, you know, um, you know incinerate some people. It doesn't go like uh, Robot Chicken, uh, you know. It's a, not violent for the sake of violence. No, it's yeah. very artistic. It uses its freedom, but it, it uses it in a yeah. in a more in an artistic way i mean yeah gendy i'm i'm i weep for the popeye movie we'll never get mm. yeah mm-hmm. and the medusa movie lauren faust never... yeah sony sucks ass <laughs> well for a moment there i, I was so excited about sony because like pixar's okay like pixar does good stuff but it's also super formulaic and it's it's really hard to get excited about Pixar movies because you know it's good. You know, you kind of already know what you're Is getting. it? I mean, I I saw the hey. good dinosaur. Did, did you see Brave? The Brave, more like Boar. Okay, uh, Brave, Brave I like. Started. Okay, I like fine. Brave a but little bit. For the most part, I've lost interest in Pixar. Like, I, 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 don't, I, I don't have the same drive of being, I'm going to go see each one. And then DreamWorks does its own thing. But for a while there, Sony Animation was doing really cool, unique, stylized 3D animation. Yes, and then they fired the guys doing that. And that's what happened. Like, they literally named a smear in CGI the Gendekart-Tartarkovsky smear. It's where you blur the tweenings between, um, you know, CGI has kind of that uniform look. Well, what they learned how to do is take every other frame in a in a movement and blur it a little so that it looks like it's traditional blurry animation or like it's it's got more movement to it. They yeah. literally named a, a technique after Tartakovsky and not just like uh, not just, you know, like ha- it has nothing to do with hips or boobs or anything. It's like a legitimate stylized technique yeah. that will be replicated from now on. Mm-hmm. Essentially, uh, yeah. why is Gendy Tartakovsky a god? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm biased. And an immigrant. And an immigrant. Topical. Topical. Yes. <laughs> why won't he be on our podcast? Have you asked Gen- him? Gendy doesn't even have social media, I don't think. Nope. Maybe Maybe he has a what, face, what? private Facebook or something, but... <laughs> I mean, I met him at Comic-Con, and I just said, so, uh, would you ever do a podcast appearance? It's like, uh, I don't know, you gotta talk to someone at Adult Swim. Gendy, first question. Uh, Cleopatra or whatever other girl from Monster High? (laughs) And does age matter? (laughs) When there's... I don't think think he cares about age considering what he had Kimmy do in the 10th episode of SBT. She could be 18 and a senior in high school, so it's okay. She is not a senior in high school. Look, she's pretty high up there in the uh, popularity ranking in the high s- in the school, so she's been there for a couple of years. Maybe she was held back, and she's like twenty, so you know. Okay. <laughs> I God, think I... after like, uh, I think there's a legal age where you cannot be in high school. Cleo denial age three thousand three hundred seven. Yeah, you, you go to like go get your GBA or something, or you go to a different yeah, class with a bunch G- of old people. Your GBA, your Game Boy Advance. Ah, oh, sorry, whatever. <laughs> 
GED. <laughs> Do we have any more news to cover? Laguna Blue. Let's see. Age. DuckTales! Woo! Our family is awesome. Aw, family truly is the greatest adventure of all known the ground. They've shown a trailer for the new DuckTales cartoon and potentially the new intro. Are yep. you... I mean, I, I watched DuckTales a long-ass time ago, but I barely remember it. Oh, it was great. I love DuckTales. Yeah. It's super important. It, like... Well, like, it's more important because it was more successful than Gummy Bears, but I feel like Gummy Bears is, like, a really crucial part of TV animation. Uh, you are forgetting the... about Floppy Dogs. Floppy Dogs? Or I thought, I thought you were going to go Wuzzles. <laughs> oh, yeah, Wuzzles. Oh, God, I, I forgot about that Wuzzles. one. It, it, but, it was That was the phase where Disney was trying to get into, like, Cabbage Patch dolls and stuff. Like, hey, hey, we want to make some sort of weird doll that people will love. So let's do Wuzzles or let's do Good. Floppy Dogs, which were, like, interdimensional travelers that just so happened to look like dogs. Well... So the big thing here is that these, like, four shows we just mentioned were, like, the first cartoons on television to have an actual budget behind them. Yeah. Which they're willing to get back through syndication. And DuckTales was the real hit that really cemented TV animation to where it is. Without DuckTales, we wouldn't have Darkwing Duck, Gargoyles especially. Well, we wouldn't have the Warner Brothers renaissance either because they wanted a piece of that. Uh, with their, you know, Tiny Toon Adventures and uh, Batman the Animated Series and stuff like that. So, like, mm-hmm. so much of what we see now is so important to the legacy of DuckTales that it's that's what makes this so exciting to see and, the show brought back. And, you know, not even talking about DuckTales, but there's this huge legacy even before that. I mean, the DuckTales com- – not you don't call it DuckTales. You call it the Scrooge McDuck comics. And you call it the Donald Duck comics. They've got a huge, long legacy before even that. Uh, so the new cartoon, it's less of a tribute to the original cartoon, and it's dipping really deep into the comics that the, the cartoon source originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Donald Duck's back. He's now a main character, which he only appeared for like eight episodes in the original. Yeah, I didn't like that. Uh, they, they, whenever he did show up, he was like a goof. Mm-hmm. And this one, he seems to be like more of a because it, there there couldn't be more different than Night and Day. How Donald Duck is depicted in his comics, and how he is depicted in other places. In the comics, he is an adventurer. He is kind of like a kind of. He's still he's still capable of being a goofball, but he he is an adventurer in those comics. Well, everyone's an adventurer in those comics, but that's beside the point. I didn't like the way he was depicted as this goofy, you know, screw up when he did show up uh, on the show. Okay. So fun fact: I've never really put two two together that Donald Duck is wearing a sailor's uniform. So I've never really thought of him as a sailor until Ducktales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not a navy uniform, and in the in the series, he was a navy officer. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I own a, a, a never mind a sailor dress, and I'm not a sailor. You know, Sailor Moon wears a sailor outfit. She's not a sailor at all. That's Japan. That's not a sailor outfit, is it? No, well, the sailor it scouts. Yeah. A, it, it's sailor, I guess. I don't know, but schoolgirl uniform, really. Yeah. So Claudine is. 
1,383 years old. So DuckTales, the new cartoon show, the backgrounds have like this halftone element to it to throw back to the comics. Uh, the, the the triplets now have unique designs, and one of them is voiced by Danny Pudi from Community. But not too happy. unique, like Quack Pack. Right, right, right. Well, that, that was the one thing is like everyone keeps going, oh, man, that, it's the first time the triplets have been unique. And I'm like, Quack Pack, and everyone's like, shut up, that exode doesn't exist because it's awful. Oh, no. <laughs> Best Daisy ever. <laughs> I, I remember liking Quack Pack as a kid. Uh, it had it had a decent animation budget and they had some uh it was that one time when they were i think they were closing down their studios for traditional animation and they all these animators needed to go somewhere so uh, they ended up doing a lot of tv work okay uh, I mean, it's it's nowhere near as classic or as rewatchable as some of the older. Oh uh, no, God no! That's '90s. That's drenched in '90s. It's oh yeah. I, I've never seen Quack Pack, but when I did my top ten extreme cartoons video, a lot of people brought that up. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just uh, it's a thing. That and also um, they bring that up and also Popeye and Son. That wasn't I... too extreme. That was more just like. Like 80s. Yeah, 80s complacent to yuppie kind of thing where... Whatever year it came out. Where, like, Popeye retired and Pluto retired and they had shitty kids and they lived in the beach community. It's like yuppies, the animated series. But is that all for DuckTales? No! No, of course not! Why would you do that? It's so important! Why are we not excited about it? I don't know anything about DuckTales. David Tennant is the new Scrooge McDuck. Anyway, well, so well, good. I was scared. I was legitimately scared because I was like, I, I, I didn't want it to sound like I know David Tennant's like actually Scottish, um, but I, I didn't want to just hear David Tennant. But like, uh, and, and then the original voice actor for Scrooge McDuck was so iconic for me that I was just like, I don't know if it, he'll be able to replace him. I'm not completely sold, but I think he does a really good job. So Alan Young, he lived yeah. until '95, which ironically, you know, wasn't that young, but. And he, I think the last thing he was in was in the, uh, the game? Mickey Mouse game. No, wasn't it the Mickey Mouse, uh, the Mickey Mouse uh, Christmas special? No. One of those shorts? Uh, was that, because I know he was in the, the game, game, the DuckTales the new remake. One, like the remaster. Was that a new, was that a new voice actor? Yeah. No, they, was, all the voice was, actors came, uh, no, no, it was Alec Young. All the voice actors at the time that were still alive all came back and reprised their roles for that, that remake. No, I'm yeah. not talking about the remake. I'm talking about the the Mickey Mouse Christmas special, the shorts oh. that go on 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 uh, Disney Channel. Oh, the, oh, the like the oh, the, the, uh, the current it's kind ones. Of the same style as Ducktales. Yeah, the one where D- Donald tries to stay home for Christmas and ends up going crazy because he's he's he gets hypothermia because he's not he he can't stand the cold. And there's Huey, Dewey, Louie, and the Professor, and uh, and Scrooge. You know, all the du- all the ducks go. Am I the only one that saw this? It's an amazing cartoon. We don't know what you're talking about at the, all. The Mickey Mouse shorts that they've been airing. Yeah. I've seen okay, them. I've seen some that. of them. I just, I'm, I'm behind on them. There's so many of them, but like oh, they no. look really, really good. We can't watch every show ever made. You know I'm not asking you to show watch every show ever made. Apparently, you've got enough time for Monster High. Shut up! Wow. Burn. Got fucking Look. owned. Freaking Snow Pea is your icon. 
Hey, Snow Pea from Mucha Lucha. Everyone loves Snow Pea. I, ha- I have a question. Was Mucha Lucha cultural appropriation, yes or no? It was made by Mexicans. No, it was made by the guy who made El Tigre and Book of Life. Oh, no, he was a character designer. He didn't make oh, the show. Well, then, oh. oh Inter- I, I internalized really? cultural appropriation. By the way, Pan's Mexican. Just to throw that yeah. out there. I, but I Snow remember. Snow still sucks. I don't care. How dare you insult <laughs> Snow Pea? Snow Pea is He's innocent. a freaking Pokemon. Remember when they were gonna Snow Pea? Remember when they were gonna um, demask him in one episode, and the, everybody had to go save his stupid ass? Oh, anyway, uh, Ducktales. Um, no, wait, no, Mucha Lucha. No, hang on. There was. Does anyone remember there was this Fox Kids TV show called? Um, Los Luchadores. It, it was a. It was basically like Power Rangers. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. It wasn't Power Rangers. Power Rangers. No, don't even disgrace no. Power Rangers. It was. It was more trying like, to be. It Power was like Rangers. Teen Wolf, man. Not Teen Wolf, but uh, Big Wolf on Campus. I don't know what that is, but it's trying to be Power Ask Rangers. Batman animated series, and it's not no, not animated series of the '60s Batman, and it's. I mean, it's one of those things. It was live like, action. I saw it. Yeah, it was live action, and like the announcer was always put so much emphasis on the Spanish word, saying like "lucha libre." Like it's clearly a person who never spoke Spanish trying to say Spanish words. <laughs> Lucha Libre and Mascarados, Lobo Fuerte and Turbine together, meet Villanos, champions forever! Oh god, it's such a bad show, I should review it sometime, but anyway, yeah. DuckTales. Uh, yeah, David Tennant was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, super good. Um, I I was a little disappointed that I can't tell the, the that the three kids have, have like, like, I got really excited about Danny Pudi being a uh, Huey, but I can't tell it's Danny Pudi because they all are kind of doing like that kid voice. Yeah. Um, so like they I, might I they they might ahead. be tweaking it. They might be tweaking it with uh, with audio, mm-hmm. uh, f- you know, futzing it a bit, making them sound younger. Well, it's just that weird thing whenever they have voice actors that don't sound anything like their voice. Like like uh, in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, the monkey is voiced by Neil Patrick Harris, but mm-hmm. it's so altered that you can't tell. So what's the exactly. point of its name attached to it? Um, yeah, exactly. They had that – who was that? They had one girl from uh, Parks and Rec, and she played the little girl on Golan the, the Conqueror to Destroy oh, yeah. or something. Audrey Plaza. Audrey, but but I you didn't Aubrey. you could you couldn't tell that was but her because if you were her watching voice... season two, there's second season they changed the voices for that okay. end. She was in season two, so maybe you watched the season one episode. Yeah, I did because it's just like, well, what's the if you can't get okay, that, a, a voice Aubrey actor that's in? Now there is one case they did get Paul uh uh Paul Robson. Oh, that's not his name. Rob Paulson. Rob Paulson. To high, I, I'm. I'm losing it. Uh, they he played Time Squad. He played Tut Russell. The, oh, Tut the Russell, yeah. yeah. He played, and he couldn't get his voice that low, but they liked the inflection that he had so much that they did bring it down just a little bit lower. They used the computer. He he admits this that oh. they used it to bring it down just a little bit lower than his normal range. But they like his inflection so much. I think that's when it's appropriate to get an actor that you like, but you need to like tweak their voice a little bit. Oh, this what? reminds me. And um, 
Legend of Korra when they introduced um, uh, Zuko's son, and it's still voiced by Dante Bosco, and his voice does not match his character at all. Huh? Remember? No, I didn't watch Korra. Okay. No I watched. I watched the first. Was. I watched the first episode. Uh, first season. That was the first season. They introduced Zuko's son, and he was like, "Oh, well, that's how much I remember that series." Then. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's all we remember. Uh, but um, what do you guys think about Webby? I'm excited. I like the voice actors a lot because um, I, I'm. I, it's like, oh, Gravity Falls has ended, so now let's introduce a character that is both Dipper and Mabel. <laughs> I I can see where you're going with that. I'm just excited they did something with her besides generic Smurfette. Oh yeah. You know, or it's just, just the female version of the... Because, well, honestly, the, the the triplets never really had that much personality anyways. Yeah, and neither did Webby. Yeah. I remember one of Webby's char- characteristics was she wanted to hang out and go on the adventures, and she couldn't. <laughs> and, and that was it. Is, that's kind of... Like, they took that and ran with it, because now she's really excited about the adventures that the, 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 the group goes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like the over fangirlish. Like, I, I think it, it just makes her a lot more interesting. I can't really think of anything else they could have done with her, you know? Like, yeah. it wasn't something that, like, I want it, but I didn't know I wanted it. Well, yeah, it's like, well, you know, again, I wouldn't know what to do with Webby or the three triplets because, again, like you said, the, we have Quack Pack that shows you what, what you know – Hey, let's try to modernize these three characters. Well, what do you do there? Oh. Uh, uh, tacos, a skateboard, uh, uh, rap music, you know. Well, I think Huey in that one was the ladies' man. Tur- uh, the doc, Oh, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one was the sports guy and one was the brains. Yeah. Okay. The blue one was uh, the brain. Huey, Dewey, Louie. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Which one's Huey's the dead red. one? Louie is uh, the green one, and Dewey is blue. Okay. So Dewey was the brains, and... Dewey Dewey blew me. Now, what about Launchpad? He only had one line, but it was pretty good. It worked. Uh, It's not as funny if you watch it, because I keep showing everyone this trailer. So I keep getting it, but everyone else laughs, and I'm just like, ah. Um, He got one line, and he appeared twice in the trailer. Um, And he he appears, and they, they have released one clip from the show... That could work as an intro because it's just instrumental music. And it's um, Donald from the same angle every time the backgrounds just change. Oh, yeah, that one. That one's good. Yeah, so – and then you get to see him in there a little bit too. He's trying um, to – he's just sitting down to relax and then all this happens and he gets overwhelmed and falls down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which kind of goes back to what you're talking about, how Donald's so much different in the original comics – Versus the cartoon media adaptions. And this looks like it's going to be... Um, it's definitely still going to be classic Donald that we're used to. Because I don't think Disney's willing to... Oh man, what, what if we get the Duck, Adven- uh, Duck Avenger or something? Or whatever his his superhero persona is in the comics. <laughs> well, speaking of that... Um, so of course DuckTales comes in. I like DuckTales, but the thing I loved more was Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan, so I'm really curious about what I want from this. I can't tell if I actually want an episode dedicated to Darkwing Duck in here as like a backdoor pilot for a potential Darkwing Duck series, or if Darkwing should appear throughout the series as like a comic book character that the boys read. Hmm. 
That'd be like, interesting. Either or would be cool with me. I just can't tell which one I want more, you know? Yeah, that would be interesting. I, I mean, I love me some Darkwing Duck. It's one of my favorites. It's the thing. It was the Disney cartoon, uh, Disney afternoon show that, you know, stuck with me the most, even more so than Gargoyles. I think it just hit the right blend of action and comedy. We almost got a Darkwing Duck Disney affinity figure. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, uh uh, Alex was uh, pushing that. It was between. It was a vote between Mabel and uh, Darkwing. Well, no. Well, what happened was he got so close in the first wave that his gun and motorcycles in the game. Oh, and uh, but he got canceled. So like they got. So his data. They all got somewhere. canceled. Yeah. And, well, um. no, no. This is from the first wave. Like, <laughs> no, Disney I'm just Point. saying. Disney Affinity is dead. Yeah. Well, yeah. Disney yeah. Affinity 1.0. Then the most recent wave, they did like a vote online of who was the most popular, and it was uh, it was a tie between Darkwing and Mabel, except for one other character popped in front of them, and that was Olaf from Olaf. Frozen. Oh, yeah. So that's why Olaf, Olaf is randomly not yeah. with like because I think Frozen characters appeared in th- a two and Olaf is randomly three uh, I, I think if Disney Affinity would have continued going on, we would have eventually got Darkwing Duck. Yeah, it was that so cool. much in the cards. Yeah, for that and also uh, Gravity Falls. I mean, there is some elements of Gravity Falls in Infinity, but no figures or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then like when they, you could even see some of the concept art or like the 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 pro- prototypes of future ones that were so close to production. Yeah. Like Gwen Stacy, uh, the Spider Gwen was super good looking. Yeah. Uh, it's like just, there was James Cameron's Avatar for some reason. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, well, yeah, because X-Men. Disney bought Avatar. They're making a new Disney theme park. Or oh, a new exhibit. fucking around. movies already. Holy shit. Just release the fucking sequels, James Cameron. Do no, no, take your time. Take your time. No, no, uh-huh. no, no. Yes, yes. I want him to just release yes. it and see how little people actually give a shit about Avatar. Oh, okay. Then now that that's your motive, yeah, certainly. Yeah, just fucking do it. I'm fucking tired of James Cameron just saying, you know, I'm gonna release a sequel tomorrow. I'm gonna make why does Cat make... People Pocahontas too uh, coming to uh, Europe? Why doesn't he make that battles um, Battle Angel anime adaptation already? He'd probably mid do a good job with that. I saw the art book for that anime. Wait, battle what Battle Angel was this? Um, yeah, let me grab the. Uh, I I was I go on this website. I'm gonna do a plug for them. It's called Halkion Realms, H-A-L-C-Y-O-N Realms. And Ooh, they memorable. Do art... Huh? That's memorable. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, they do art book reviews, and they do a lot of uh, Japanese art books. And uh, I look, I was looking, and there's this one for uh, Ars Magna. It's an art book, which is a collection of Yukito Kishiro's um, works. I butchered mm-hmm. that name, but I butcher every Japanese name. But anyway... He did this um anim- he did this manga series called Gunnam or G U N N M or Battle Angel Alita. Yeah. And uh the art is fucking gorgeous. Yeah, I remember the manga from um uh, high school. Someone gave that to me. Uh, I want it. Give it to me. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, the, honestly the art is so gorgeous and yet it still has that eighties anime aesthetic. Oh yeah, I agree. Definitely. I'm looking through yeah. it right now. Yeah, I this- want to make a movie about it. That's fine. That's great. The yeah, world was so messed up that it would have been perfect for for that. I don't think it'd be as accessible as just generic cat people Pocahontas story, but I 
I bought a making of Avatar art book when Borders was going out of business for like real cheap, and I was like, wow, this is so boring to look at. I still have it on my shelf. Oh, you know, I'll link I to this stuff below. I have the making of the Godzilla 1997 book. And it's actually interesting because it's like, oh, wow, a lot of work went into this horrible movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Like, I mean, a lot of things that are shitty still have a lot of work put into them for the most part. Oh, yeah, they showed showed the costumes. Like, they showed people in costumes who were still piloting the little little miniature Godzillas and Mm -hmm. uh, baby Godzillas. They showed all the the models and the the egg making. Uh, it was it was actually link to, interesting. I'm gonna link to another one of this guy's art book reviews. He did a review of the Shin Godzilla art book, and like, oh my god, mm-hmm. this art is. Mm. Okay, so that that American Godzilla movie with uh, where the Zilla, as I think the Japanese call it, because it, it's separated from it. That movie might have sucked, but it actually produced a pretty decent uh, film or uh, TV series out of it. Yeah, the cartoon series. Fans actually like the cartoon series and not the live action movie. Yeah, no, oh, just, yeah, the cartoon series is amazing compared to yeah, the yeah, because it's made by the same people that did like Extreme Ghostbusters mm-hmm. and the Men in Black Men in cartoon. Black. Yeah, um, so that was really cool. <laughs> like, Ad- they were Adeline. Adelaine Studios. Adelaine Studios, I think. They were a division of Sony at the time. Back when Sony didn't suck. Yeah. (laughs) Who's ready for an all-female Men in Black? (laughs) Well, no, no. Isn't Men in Black doing a crossover with 21 Jump Street? Oh, yeah, that's happening. I don't know if it's still happening. What? Yeah, yeah, apparently Um, that's what the next 21 Jump Street movie is. Is it also a reboot of the Men in Black series? (laughs) Well, if you if you gotta keep remaking those Twenty One Jump Street movies, just just give up with Men in Black already. It's over. Give up with Twenty One Jump Street already. No, no, no uh, only Phil Lord and Chris Miller are in it. Oh, okay, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Although, although the good thing is, like, because th- whenever a Phil and Lord Chris Miller make a movie and like they get out of it, like a. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2, it, it really suffers. You feel it's just like, oh. Well, I used to think those two could do no bad, but then they're executive producers of the Son of Zorn or whatever that's on Fox, and that's awful. Well, that's not bad. It's awful. It's it's okay. Oh, I've, I've seen a few episodes. I thought it was funny. It's not like, it's not the best. I sat through I six know. episodes waiting for it to get good. I tried. Oh. Like, I gave it a fair share. Damn. Maybe they just didn't care. They were they were just like, eh, you can do whatever. We'll just throw like, some money at they it. They have like they have like ten shows and movies they're working on at the same time. Yeah, yeah those guys are busy. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. still wondering what's happening with the Lego Movie too because like it was like, oh, they're executive producers. Oh, they're writing it. Oh, they're not writing it. Oh, they might be directing it. Oh, they're probably oh. not. So well, and then you got the Ninjago movie. Yeah, which is like, oh, I, I didn't I didn't get that. I mean, I'm, Batman. I'm a, Batman Lego movie makes sense. The Ninjago. It's too niche. Like Batman's a big brand. And Ninjago's kind of its own thing. It's horribly niche. Is it? Was it ever that popular? No, not really. It's just a show on Cartoon Network. But like, it has its fans. But I don't. It's there's no way it's ever gonna do. But it's a Nickelo- than... It's a Nickelodeon produced movie. They showed the Nickelodeon logo before. I don't. It. I think you got confused with something else because I swear I didn't see a Nickelodeon thing there. I, I think, well, maybe maybe it was just, I saw it on Twitter. 
I saw Nickelodeon advertised it or blogged know. it or something. But um, yeah, but I I don't know. The trailer kind of sold me on it. Like, I feel like the Lego movies are gonna like grow stale because they're all using the same concept. I mean, the same type of humor, and also the they all focus on father son issues. Yeah, but um, yeah, that is a weird trend, isn't it? The first Lego movie that was the big twist. The this you know this one was all about Batman and his quote unquote son. And then you got this one. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not. I know it's not gonna do as well as the other Lego movies, but I think it'll still be fun. I mean, like this trailer sold me because before I was like, I don't know, but the trailer sold me on it. Yeah, but well, the I thing like. With... Oh, sorry. The thing with Lego oh, games is uh, that they, I mean, Lego games, Lego media that has like written in voice acting, they've all used the same type of humor. Like they've been cru- cruising off the same type of self-aware lego humor for like over a decade now i think yeah like they there was like a lego video game they're like guys this is going to be voice acted and like there's going to be writing and then it was like (laughs) oh okay so then they do it and it's the same type of thing when they were miming except now they have like pop culture jokes or something like that and it's just like oh well i I mean i mean they're still successful so it's like you know it works, but um, like the, I think the the first of these type of Lego games kind of started with uh, episode three of Star Wars. That far back, what that was two thousand six, mm-hmm. five. I don't know, but uh, you know, like they haven't explored movies that much. Only three movies, so you know they can they can ride this out for a couple more movies. But at least DC, I mean Warner Brothers, finally has a successful theatrical verse. You know, finally to rival Marvel's. Yep. Yeah. Good job, Warner Brothers. Get everybody a round of applause. Yeah, it didn't work for DC, but it worked for Warner Brothers. Like, things are turning up for Warner Brothers, you know? Like, Suicide Squad won both an Emmy and... No, wait, won an Oscar and also a Kids' Choice Awards. That's <laughs> shocking, considering the movie wasn't that good. <laughs> Look, it was for Best Makeup and for Kids' Choice Awards. Okay, it was first a best of all, that, that makeup is fucking bullshit. Have you yeah. all seen the glow you around seen Killer damage? Croc? Oh, Killer Croc isn't even makeup, it's a prosthetic. Shit. Fuck. There were so many, like, better movies, like, out with makeup. Like, the sci-fi one. I like the Tumblr post afterwards on, uh, it it showed you, like, the nominated, which was Star Trek, and it showed you all the different aliens they had and all the the different, the, the, all the makeup and all the, the prosthetics they had to put on that. And then it showed a picture of Harley Quinn, and she's just got like you know white smeared on her face. Oh uh, yeah, crappy. Juggalo chicks, hell yeah, sign me up. God damn it, man. Yeah, we have yeah. we have a guest on, and you're just doing your thing with the monster highs. <laughs> see, Cr is a nice guy. He, you know, he just probably come came on and expected you know. Oh, you know, it's going to be a fun time. And then you pull your standard bullshit trademark pan. <laughs> and now you look like a fucking cringe lord in front of this entire audience, this entire stadium. <laughs> Why did we record at the Superdome? I regret doing this live. We didn't live. record at the Superdome. We recorded at the fucking theater where they, like, first performed The Lion King. Shit. We recorded at Roman's Chinese oh, Theater. <laughs> Oh, I forgot oh. what the hell we were talking about. Worst theater, worst theater experience since Lincoln. 
<laughs> Not his assassination the movie, Lincoln. No worse no worse theater experience since uh, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Oh, oh yeah, Pan, you want to talk about that Logan movie? I will let you down. I will make you hurt. Logan, Thursday, rated R. Oh yeah, Logan! Yes, it was great. Uh, like, yes. okay, so... I actually made a vlog review, although it's unlisted because it's a piece of shit. Video. Oh, it was, it was awful. Like I couldn't make past like the two minute mark. <laughs> I was uh, trying me. my best. Okay, okay, okay I'll link it. The thing about vlogs that work is that when you film them, they like people like to look at your face and have emotions. If you're just gonna have hide your face where it's like whatever like thing you had on your face, a morph suit. It's really hard for anyone to really pay attention to it because there's nothing for their eyes to focus on. There's my background and my bl my blue starry background. The, the non-existent, non-moving background. Look, 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 let's think of, well, I'm going to add the starry effect background on the TV. But um, I think most people will just listen to it in the background and not watch me, you know? Nick, it just yeah, puts pictures okay. on top of it. Just edit pictures on top of your audio. That yeah. requires time, and I just want to just get these out as fast as possible. Ah, regular and videos. lazy. Not lazy, it's just like, you know, it's filler for, like, the real videos that I work, put effort into. No, just, yeah. like, like change, a, have a picture and then change boring. it, like, every five minutes or something. Wait, 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 wait. The, no, the do Windows Movie Maker transitions. But yeah. you having fucking nothing on, like, hiding your face in the shadows and nothing to really, like, look at, that's not boring. I don't know. It's okay. Look, it's it's the bare minimum. Like people will sit through a vlog of someone talking, but it's not. But not us. I don't know. Anyway, so Logan was a great movie. Like, yeah, but they like, show their face, dude. I don't fucking <laughs> care. Fuck everybody. Then just Shut put up. up a picture for like Stop. your the duration of the whole Stop thing. Stop criticizing. By the way, me. did you know that? Oh no, no. Actually, you might want to look into this pan. You would love it. Um, there is a Adobe uh, pl program. I don't remember what it's called, but. Uh, it, I've seen some people use it for live animation where um, you record your face and um, based off your if you have different symbols made that show angry, happy, and then different phonemes. Oh yeah, I did a whole video on this. The, yeah. uh, oh, yeah, the yeah, Simpsons live action and the, the history of quote unquote live action animation. So, did you ever and, talk about hey wait, in that video, I, I, I like that video but did you ever talk about the Moxie show? I forget. Moxie show? No, no. There was a <laughs> whole, there's a whole different thing. People kept coming forward. I got to do another sequel to that because people told me about how uh, Cartoon Network uh, started out with a live action cartoon of this dog. Moxie show. That's it. That's it. That's right. Okay, that's it. That's it. And how it it was basically a noodle character, and they blue or they motion captured. Uh, um, uh, gold. What, what's his voice? What's the voice actor? Bobcat Goldtwaite. Yeah, that's him. They they motion captured him, and the way they designed his body, it was like a noodle cartoon. So they basically just they pinpointed where his hands would be and where his feet would be and where his head would be, and he would move his hands, and they would just be like noodle. His whole limbs would just be like noodle arms. So it didn't yeah. matter. There was no musculature to animate or anything. It was actually pretty interesting. The only thing that kept it from actually being decent was it lagged like hell. Oh, yeah. it was very, The footage is very choppy when you oh, see it. Oh, yeah. And they, again, they have like an audience of kids sitting and watching, uh, you know, 
watching this on a screen yeah. because they couldn't show just this one cartoon moving around like that, I assume. Yeah, because I talked about this in the top 10 obscure cartoons coming up the, the next video. <laughs> yeah, but it's the Moxie show, and it's like their first original programming, and nobody remembers it. No one, the Cartoon Network never acknowledges it ever. I love um, that one joke. It, it's related, but I love that one joke in The Simpsons where they, well, like Homer asks, why don't you do live animations? And they're like, oh, yeah, we've tried. It just really hurts the animator's wrist. Yeah. <laughs> and CR used that exact thing for the, the video talking about live animation. Well, fuck me then. Yeah. Well, and, and Nickelodeon has since done that with, uh, well, not Nickelodeon has done it with Loud House characters, and Disney has done it with. Wait, uh, wait, loud House characters? I could be talking to. To, never mind, to uh, Lucy Loud live? Holy crap. Well, and then uh, CG-wise, um, Nintendo's did it with uh, the voice actor of Mario. Exactly. Yeah, Mario. So I got to do a sequel of that coming up because, yeah, they've been doing it. And apparently it's, um, yeah, I, I was right. It was easier to do it with CG mm-hmm. because of Moxie. They just didn't have the technology to process it and film it at the same, uh, and broadcast yeah. it at the same time. I don't Pat, know which talk show it is. Um, I don't know which talk show it is, but one of the talk shows had uh, cartoon versions of Trump and Hillary, um, like live interacting with uh, the host. So oh, like you're talking you were... about uh, Stephen Colbert? Yeah, it was it Stephen Colbert? Uh, well, Stephen it... Colbert had Cartoon Trump as one okay. of his bits. Okay, because I know what they basically did was they had an animator go on, and he did a couple of like generic like animations that uh-huh. they could always plug through. But then um, as the the ver- person was talking, it automatically lip synced. And so all he had to do was like, you know, hit a button, and it would switch which animation. So yeah. you know, it wasn't the prettiest thing ever, but... It was live animation appearing. That's exactly that's exactly show. what they did with uh, the Simpsons. It was it was a they played the character like a keyboard. Uh, you know, they had a button to make his arm go up. They had a button to make his hand move in a certain way. They had a button to, you know, make his head look forward or look you know straight, uh, you know, or turn his head. Um, so they basically just played the character. Kind of like a video game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but Logan. that reminds me of the Game Grumps episode where they do the uh, the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. You know that part where where uh, Aaron makes a Link take a selfie of himself and he does all the different faces? Yeah. So that that's the, like the same process. You know, mm-hmm. if that's live animation, well, it's it's recorded, but it was done live. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this guy was like, Urgh. just a bunch and of I was like, animations. you know. But yeah, my point, canned animations, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the, the thing I want to say is, if you want to do those vlogs, there's a good there's a good chance that either, and I've seen in Flash where you can, uh, I've seen a couple of like, oh, you plug through the audio and it automatically does the mouth movements for you. Mm-hmm. But you can even do what you do already and just have the mouth looping for the vlogs and stop it in between breaks when you don't speak. Well, that would anim- be more engaging than anime's efforts. Anime Studio Pro has a tool, and I, again, I'd, sh- I'd shown this in the video, where you upload your audio, you pre-animate your, your lip flaps, and it will open and close based on how loud the audio is. So mm, Yeah, i got to try that. Because I think that would be much more engaging than what you have currently. Well, I, like I'm trying anyway. Logan, 
anyone else see Logan? No. No. Yeah. Topic over. Yeah, so <laughs> Logan. No, please. I love this movie. Okay, well, Anyways. then you tell us about it, then. All right, so essentially, like, okay, the other Wolverine movies I kind of hated because, well, I mean, they were just okay. Like, the first X-Men Origins Wolverine, that was fun, stupid, but second one was better, but it was just not uh, what it was just boring but this one this one i actually cared for like you know you just i, I mean i love all, all the Mar- a lot of the marvel movies but i never had any like emotional connection to the characters really you know but except for logan and th- this is the one time where it's like i felt so tense thinking like oh my god no please don't hurt these characters like, you just feel so sorry for like charles xavier and logan well, it's, cause in- it's the second r-rated uh Mar- marvel movie that they're releasing right well x-men movie by fox studios yeah well they they did deadpool right yeah but there are there were other marvel like yeah but this is like the first r-rated wolverine movie where he can actually cut people up with his claws yeah like if you thought like i mean like there's wolverine is slicing people up and also in this movie uh, it's about wolverine uh, basically escorting this one uh, x-23 this little girl who also has wolverine claws to canada to escape these bad guys. By the but way, anyway, by the way, hmm. putting a metal endoskeleton on top of a growing child, brilliant plan. Absolutely okay, wonderful. Well, Fantastic. You just keep on doing what you're doing, evil organization. Look, it was a good idea at the time. No. You know what's really cool? They released a uh, trailer to Deadpool 2, like a teaser. No, wait. I'm not done. I'm not too bad. Deadpool (laughs) two. It's a good. It's a good trailer. Shut up, Stanley. And just like this podcast, in the trailer they have a bunch of pictures of Logan. But the most interesting thing is that there's a poster of Firefly in the background. Is it direct? Wait, like Firefly the character or Firefly? No, the TV show. The TV show Firefly. There's just like a couple of posters of Josh Wheaton's Firefly. Is there any reason to that? Is like Josh Josh Wheaton working on this, or is that like? Maybe I have it'll no be in clue. the movie. I have no clue. I thought you guys might have more information on it. Eh, maybe it'll be in the movie. Like maybe they'll cast someone from there or something. Like it's a clue to something. <laughs> also, yeah. why is it so nostalgic for us to have phone booths, even though those haven't been around for so long? Uh, look, it's a superhero. Know, but... It's a superhero trope. It's a. It is. Yeah. There's a phone, a phone booth, booth. In o- There's a phone booth in Overwatch, and it has no phone in it. <laughs> what the fuck? No, I was just How looking. I was work? like, well, no, I was just thinking, like, wow, this is so set in the future, but there's a phone booth in uh, King's Row. And I looked uh, into it and I was like, there's no actual phone in there. So I was thinking, what if that's just a place that you go to when you want to make a phone call? They are superheroes in Overwatch, technically, so. Oh, no, I, I like saw them so, as su- so it's a designated phone area for cell phone calls. Yeah, you can go there and you can just like shut the door and not have to deal with any of the traffic or anything. It'd just be like on your own cell phone, beep, 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 you know. According to Futurama, hobos use that to piss in. So maybe it's still like a basically a, for hobos. I thought according to Futurama, there were suicide booths. Oh, it could be a suicide booth. You know, do you really want to live in the same world as all these weirdos fucking shooting at each other in the middle yes. of the street every day? What is this, Mexico? Hell no. Yeah, it actually is Mexico. Uh, what oh, was fuck, it? yeah. Dorado. Mexico's, yeah. 
Oh yeah, by the way, attention. Since people were asking on the podcast, uh, um, in the comments, yes, I play Overwatch. No one else on here. Wait, you play Overwatch? I, I own Overwatch. Yeah. I haven't played I play it yet. Overwatch. Yes, I I love Overwatch. Roadhog is a main? daddy, and that's my. I I I main either uh, when I need to like close quarters. I main Hanzo, and for uh, um, and then Widowmaker for other things. Mm-hmm. I can't aim for shit. So uh, on my Let's Play channel, you, you'll see me playing as Junkrat, and also I'm gonna start playing Diva sometimes. Well, I, I had this problem uh, last night. I found out I I can sh- I can aim as I can be a sniper when I'm not streaming, but when I am streaming, it it messes with the latency of the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have footage of this. I'm not just bullshitting. I'm not just saying, oh God, no, I'm I suck because of the internet, and everyone's just like, oh yeah, right. Yeah, no, you just suck. No, there, there's footage of me playing Junkrat because Junkrat doesn't have to aim. And I keep throwing down the mine and there's always two mines that pop up, mm-hmm. which means that there's a, a, a delay or not even a delay, but some sort of weird overlap that happens whenever I stream. So whenever I stream, I have to play like a Symmetra or a Junkrat or something that's not good for aiming. Uh, but when I'm not streaming, I always play Hanzo and Widowmaker, and I love getting those headshots. Yeah, but I don't aim, so good luck with that. Yeah, I call it Junkrat Cuckrat, because I'm... <laughs> That's me. <laughs> anyway, crap. Oh, uh, Logan. Logan, or... yes! You are literally Hang so on. I got distracted by a disturbing image online. Hang on. Uh, just look at this. Hang on. Oh. From the power... It's from the Powerpuff Girls reboot. Um, tell me what's wrong here. I'll, I'll make it the podcast. Oh, God, no. No, fingers. <laughs> what? No. No. This is going to be the podcast icon. Uh. Oh, God damn. How did he fuck up? Powerpuff B- Buttercup with fingers. No. From the official reboot. Now... Oh. Now, on Tumblr today, I saw a post done by someone who was brought on for the second season to kind of tweak the designs a little bit. And they actually looked good. I mean, yeah. Buttercup still... Yeah, I... did I save it or did I just go buy it? Let me let me look I, see. I'm Maybe it, would, this be, would this show up on a Google search, maybe? Yeah, uh, I, I, probably I would. It a while. I'll, I'll link it below, but I reblogged it a while back. Uh, well, thanks for nothing. Yeah, Aww. thanks a lot. Anyway, um, other than Buttercup having those two stupid little, the uh, you know, uh, cow licks in the back, it I looked, like them actually. It looked like a decent design redesign, you know. Yeah. And they, they basically it was explaining the rules: don't show them, you know, with their heads turned all the way, you know, don't. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to stop the the animation from showing up on different layers, but look, you know. we're fucked. No, no, no. I, I, um, Chad, I love how you're basically saying it like they brought on somebody to be like, okay, dipshits, here's sort of fucking anime. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, well, like, well, a lot of the errors that people like originally brought up on that, like visuals, were less um, like errors as in like. If it was traditionally drawn, they would never have made like the weird Cyclops looking version of Blossom. But the problem was that was an in-between frame that was tweened, so the computer generated it. 
and it wasn't even like a like a set frame, like something that that, that the camera stayed on. It was like a, a frame that was there for like two two frames. That's it, mm-hmm. and then never to see for again. So like people were like watching it in slow mo and print screening it and making it look like because uh, no one actually watches. Well, things. no, when you when the there's some airs like Buttercup flying around a certain character and like a huge chunk of her body disappears. No, no, that that's even. True. Even though That's it's true. one second, even though it's one second, and there were certain things like that in the original, well, there actually no, I can't even think of anything that egregious happening in the original. Uh, no, 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 the layer errors, the uh, like characters just like popping in front of other characters uh, when they're the necessary. size of characters. There's one kid. Yeah. There's one. There's one shot of a kid running up to uh, running up to Buttercup, and Buttercup trips him. That kid looks like he's gigantic. He looks not in proportion to anyone else in the shot. Right, and that's Plus not like a visual kind of clips show. in front of her. And like, and and that comes from not animating the whole thing as one scene. That comes from animating these different characters in different separately and then compositing them on a computer. Right, right, right. In a, in a yeah. way that's not and that's the director's fault. That's not, you know. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Those things I'm totally talking about. There's a couple of little ones where, like, it's like um, Blossom's head turning. And that's just because the, the tween, the, if it's animated in Tomb Boom, like I think it is, uh, most likely they have a mask on the head. So all they have to do right. is the, the face is just one set face, and you just translate it over, and now it looks like the character's looking to the left. I, yeah, um, I gotcha. Yeah, that was that's just like a computer generated error that wasn't even there that long. Someone's actually like freeze framing and watching each frame and then taking that out of context. Which is a lot of what happens now is just things being taken out of context. Well, people uh, are. Uh, uh, you can kind of tell that something's a little wonky with this new series. Oh and, yeah, definitely. The volume of it, it. The volume of it is 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 huge. But yeah, people are literally going through now and saying, "Oh, look at this! Look at that!" Now, yeah. what I can figure out how to make this work. If there was a joke where she has her normal hand. And then she puts on the glove and then forces it like, like clay. Yeah. (laughs) I can see that. Yeah. And then be like, oh, I have fingers now. But, you know, they're not fingers. They're like my flesh that I've forced through, thrown, uh, through, through, through the glove. Mm -hmm. But then like, uh, because the joke, uh, the thing you're talking about, like uh, her tripping over a kid and it's the wrong size. Yeah, Uh that's definitely what you're saying. But, like, if it was the old show, I could definitely see them drawing the kid being extra large just for the, like, over-extreme for the shot, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see it if it was a visual gag. But most of the time, it's usually an oversight and not intentional. Yeah, of course. Of course. But that, and sometimes the writing just stinks. Yeah. Yeah. You're it's never going to top me gusta. Me no gusta. That's not it's intentional. Fucked. That's not a, a a problem with the computer. It's fucked all the way through. But yeah, <laughs> Logan was a good movie. I love it. So watch the vlog link below. It's a secret vlog. Right yeah, on. that Deadpool thing was awesome though. That trailer. Yeah, I love how they use the actual Superman theme song. In it. I thought they were gonna play some like knockoff version, but no, it's the actual original '80s John Williams theme. '70s. Yeah, it makes you want and. <sighs> Well, they probably paid for that. Like, I wonder how much they paid, though. Like, like, did Warner Brothers hold it for hostage? 
Like Mario and Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. But what's weird? What's weird is the uh, theatrical version I saw. It was completely different. It did not have that one cameo, and the the song switched to a different song in the online version. Oh, I don't know uh, at Saint Elmo's Fire. I don't know what. Saint Elmo's oh, Fire. That was in the online version of when yeah, yeah, Deadpool. That was not in the theatrical version. What was that? It was just the full-on Superman theme. Like he just go, he just gets out of the booth and starts running to the Superman theme, and oh, and he never, and he never turns around and says, "Shut uh-uh. up, Stanley." Nope. Huh? That, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know why. But yeah, it was a great movie. And also, like, I don't know. Does it Is set anything all? up for any? Well, I guess it wouldn't. It's set over. Any. It's the people. It, it, look. They said Hugh Jackman said it was his final X Men movie, so it's like we're not doing this anymore. It's done. No That's one good. else needs to play Wolverine. And they it hit. I guess movie. they hit all the beats because they hit the beat with the Silver Samurai. They hit the beat with uh, Days of Future Past. They, you know, and then Old Man Logan, which I know this isn't like this isn't no. like a adaptation of old man logan but it has the same kind of spirit of it you know he's an old man and he's logan and that's all the comparisons there are to old so, man logan so no comic. hulk no inbred hulk babies i don't even know what the fuck that is but nope that's that's inbred hulk babies show i know in oh okay yeah but marvel owns hulk and universal so that ain't gonna happen logan, we can learn to be better we still have time. Logan. I like those. They make you look younger. Rated R. Questions. And if anybody has a question, be sure to post your question in the YouTube comments of this podcast. And be sure to start out with the word question so it's easier to find. And our first question is by Super Luigi 64 Question. What are some cartoons that try to have fan service sexy characters but fail due to the art style? I.e. Total Drama Island. Um, that's a good question. The art. Oh, oh God, I I know this right off the bat of my head. But go go hmm. go ahead, Nolan. I was just gonna say Sonic, like Sonic X, for example, or uh, some of the old Sonic cartoons would have fan service, which was usually played for laughs. But then they'd actually try to have like a suggestive character, and it was like, nah, dude. I don't know. I think it was mostly played for laughs. I mean, I'm not gonna fuck that one lady that wanted to fuck Robotnik. Um, also, Rouge the Bat was totally 100% intentionally meant to be sexualized. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm, mostly, ta- that's what I'm remember, mostly talking about. I remember playing uh, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on GameCube and noticing Rouge has breast physics. Like, when she walks, her breasts... Oh, yeah. You know, you spend about 10 minutes just, like, uh, nudging, nudging forward. Yeah, I want to fuck the cop from Sonic X, though. I'm, I don't, I'm not sure if they're I'm not sure if they're actual physics or if they're tweened animations. I'm not well yeah. or, or like an, oh. animated because I don't know if like the Dreamcast was advanced enough to have like actual breast <laughs> physics. <laughs> well, I think there was breast physics since the first Dead or Alive on like what PS One, but uh, I guess it was more tweened. Yeah, it was more canned animation. Yeah, yeah, like the like the animation but, was separate from the body and like it would play like whatever. The point is that the the breasts move as she walks. Now, speaking of breasts, there was the, <laughs> my example comes from Duckman. Uh oh. Now, God. now now Duckman people have uh, you know, a polarizing uh 
reaction to the Colapsi Chupo style. You know, the Rugrats, <laughs> the Ariel monsters. Yeah. You know, the humans depicted are are odd. With Duckman, you've got, you know, you've got like I think they were they've had several attractive characters. No, but, they didn't. Yes, they did. <laughs> yes, the ugly duckling uh episode uh, particularly was I think was her design I really oh. liked. But yeah. there was two twins that show up in an earlier episode that were horrific. <laughs> I showed footage of them and yeah, they were disgusting. They're terrifying, but Duckman was all over them. Yeah, well, everyone was over them and I didn't get it because they were like horrifying. They were like parodies of They weren't of intended sex op- to be sexy to the audience, just Duckman. No, but come on. When no. you when you when when you're trying to tell a story, it's, it's... You look at that and tell me you want to fuck them. Just No, I wouldn't. That's the problem. When Duckman and everyone else falls over themselves... The, the to... joke is Duckman's... Everyone's ugly in this show. That's the joke, I guess. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, no joke. There's a girl in the Netherlands named Sophie that follows this podcast. So, shout out to her. Um, she's really big into that art style. And she occasionally draws us on the podcast in like that uh, Cluspo, like uh, there's a certain Cluspo. show, uh, something though that she really likes. That and oh she, oh, oh that's not that's 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 Cluspo like Chupo light, and it's kind of like it, you're talking about the Moville mysteries. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. So like well, oh I she, love that she show. likes both the the Cluspo and she likes that like so like all the art styles that animation wise that she really gravitates towards. That I see her draw fan art of is always that like um, opposite of what people normally account as appeal because that's what all but most of the 90s Nickelodeon stuff you know it, Disney's yeah. over here like big eyes are warm and inviting and then like every other show by that studio is like really tiny eyes but uh, no I was gonna say yeah she's drawn me uh, I think who is this again uh, her say, name's Sophie I don't want to like pull, what's, pull out name on her no no what's her deviant art name I don't know, actually. I just. Know I think it's like book. sixteen something, or or well, what's her you, Twitter handle? Then, idiot. It out, just I'll link it below. All right, okay. I will. I'll, I'll find her Twitter. Uh, but yeah, I think if that's the same artist you're talking about, and who has the same love of Mobile Mysteries that I do, uh, then yeah, she's drawn me, and she did a fantastic job. Well, she drew me in that style, so there's one. Oh, please. How about how about ugly characters that you see as sexy? Like I know that the the character creators of uh, well not creators uh, some people who worked on The Simpsons, they actually gravitate towards uh, Patty and Selma. They've written some of the best episodes for them. I forget who I, I find Homer Simpson sexy if that counts. What the fuck? And yeah, I, that cardboard cutout. Yeah, I do have a cardboard cutout of Homer Simpson in my room right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watched him sleep. Massive it does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I got a Emily the Strange cardboard cutout in my room here. Don't don't question it, okay? Fucking weirdo. Look, yeah. look, it's stylish. You know, it brings the room together. Pin, stop embarrassing us. CR's in the place. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I've written his. I've read his Snoopy Emily the Strange fan fiction. Snoopy. <laughs> I lo- I love how. Uh... I love how every time there's something odd that we say about, uh, like, about ourselves, Sierra just doesn't say anything. It's just like, yeah, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah, we're all fugged. Because uh, I remember, like, you have your top uh, ten moms video. 
and, and like uh, Pe- Pepper Ann's mother, which is like one of those ones where like you don't necessarily immediately think of as super sexy, but there there is a sexual element to it. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, yeah, that... people want to bone the mom from Clarence. Mm, that those teeth, uh, those the, those those are like the Simpsons teeth if they stretch them and they creep me out. But one character that's sort of portrayed as ugly is a toot from Drawn Together, the black and white uh, Betty Boop knockoff. I like her. I want to do things anyway. Goddamn. I'm having a hard time remembering things. Like I'm sure there's like people on this like uh, cartoons I've seen that are traditionally like people don't really care for. But I'm over here like yeah, that's hot. But I, I'm I not. Just... I'm blanking. You know? I get personally disgusted whenever I see like Rule Thirty Four of um, Family Guy or Simpsons characters, mostly Family Guy. It just seems wrong. It's like, no, don't fuck these characters. These are just why would you? Why? But uh, next question, Wilfred Cthulhu. Question: What is a show that you didn't really like at first, but then later really liked? I guess my best answer would be Adventure Time. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, me too. Really? Yeah, because I didn't. the The art style was so jarring. Like it, it was just like this looks like a five year old drew this. I don't want to see this garbage. And now, and then I grew to like it, and then I grew to hate it again. So yep. it all went in a circle. Adventure Time is a full circle series. Yeah, it circle jerked itself and just fucking died after it ripped its own dick out. As with life, I suppose. I'm trying to think. Something I l- I didn't like, but then liked later. I didn't like Panty and Stocking at first. Like, I, you know, reading... I don't know, when I saw the Japanese dub subtitled when it first came out, like, I loved the art style, but then the the subtitles were... I don't know, I, reading the jokes weren't as funny as hearing it dubbed in English. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that one. Uh, I honestly thought Panty and Stocking didn't get good until the, um, the episode where they're locked in a porn store with the zombies. <laughs> Like, yeah. that's when I thought it kind of found its voice. I totally disagree with you both. I always thought Panty and Stocking was fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, I the liked it from the... I, I, I saw that, and I, uh, I liked it. I'm trying to think of a series that I, like, really hated. The only thing I could say is that I kind of didn't like the Batman, the animated series. But I think that's just because I was really, really young at the time. And my it, it Batman the animated series was so different that it didn't play by any of the same rules that I was that had been set forth, you know, by like Saturday morning cartoons where the hero was like this big obnoxious like oh I'm gonna do something good and the villains were like eh, eh. and you know the whole thing was played out like with such simplicity that I could follow. With Batman, it was like there was just like long moments of quietness and, you know, things kind of set in and motivations weren't always clear, at least to me as a as like a little little baby Chad. Um, But as I grew up, I, of course, you know, I fell in love with it. Mm. But I don't know if that's just for me actually growing up or if the, I'm trying to think of a more recent example. See, uh, for me, Gargoyles is very much like that. Like I didn't like Gargoyles as a kid, but then going back and after my like palette, you know, got refined a little bit more, I absolutely love, I could, I, I could appreciate it in a new way, you know? 
which right. is weird because you would think that's like, oh man, that's really badass. But I oh, you know what? I know exactly what my example is. Is the re Disney's are replacements. Disney's The Replacements. I, when I first saw it, I was it's a it's a show, or it was an animated series where Disney uh, these two orphan kids they got a like a, a phone from a company that replaces anyone you want. They replaced they didn't have any parents, so they got two new parents. And whenever they have a problem in their life, they just replaced like their their baseball coach with like a professional baseball player. Or like if their teacher is mean, they replace it with a different teacher. I didn't like it at first, and I only watched like the first episode. But then after a couple, you know, rewatching it again and again, the humor got funnier and funnier. And uh, despite the goofy premise, it really grew on me. It's kind of a fucked up premise. Like it's basically saying, like, "Hey, you can replace your own parents." Well, no, no. This is how they did it. They were they. I, it, it was Flinko. I know they're orphans and stuff, but like you know, like the uh, the the moral to a bunch of cartoons is always like, "No one can replace you. You're special." But here's this fucking show coming along saying, "Hey, call in the replacements. Have your you don't like someone replace them." Like. One of these days, somebody's going to replace well, no, them. No, no. By the end of the episode, there was always they always regretted replacing someone, and they always oh, brought okay. them back. But anyway, one thing that they did do is like their baseball coach. They they said they died. Uh, one of the taglines was "Hello, Flinko," because Flinko was the company that replaced everybody. And so they say, "Hey, our baseball coach is he sucks. He gives participation trophies to everyone. We never win a game." And then the head of Flinko was like, "Okay, well, we'll we'll um we'll make it so that he wins like a million dollar cruise and he can leave for the rest of the season." That's and, what they Yeah, yeah, kind of like how my parents told me my dog was just going on vacation for a long time, yeah. Yeah, that's what no. He shows up later, um, and basically they hire this professional baseball player who's like insane and obsessed with winning. So they completely regret, you know, uh, getting a replacement. Mm -hmm. And that's how that's kind of how this series. They, there was variations, and they they did a couple you know interesting twists on that setup. Uh, I think it only ran like maybe two or three seasons. But uh, and it was that weird moment uh, in TV history where, where the the main networks were starting to shut down the cartoons that they would show, uh, you know, like like uh, ABC didn't show any more cartoons and NBC wouldn't show any more cartoons. So it was like it was like one of the last cartoons that you got on Saturday morning that wasn't on Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon. So anyway, next question. I, I never watched that show, so I can't offer anything. Yeah, I, I remember I the. Re I remember that just barely. So yeah, I remember it existing. I never watched it. You know, it it ain't no Timo Supremo or anything. You know. Timo Supremo. Hey, you kids have some funky fresh moves. Oh, Timo Supremo is a lost cartoon now. It's. 
<laughs> no one recorded it. They found some episodes. They're still like the first it, it's season. It's considered half half lost. Damn. Which well, weird because it, it aired on Toon Disney. Yeah, I remember I watching it... it as a kid. Like I remember some episodes. Like there was one where this supervillain was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna black out the whole fucking sky and do nothing else." So he gets all these oh. fucking blimps and he blocks out the sky and everybody's like, oh, we're depressed now. And the Timo <laughs> Supremo kids are like, oh, shit, nigga, we got to do something about that. So they fucking like hop up on that shit and they're like, OK, uh, you stop that bad guy. And he's like, I'm not even really doing anything. So <laughs> I just made some cloudy weather. This isn't a crime. There's no yeah. crime against making cloudy weather. But like there was one episode where where the, the t- like there was a teacher that was evil and the teacher would like uh, assign them too much homework and they couldn't go out and fight crime and they they were just like baffled like we can't stop crime we got too much homework and like the president had to step in and give them a homework excuse for one day to stop this criminal <laughs> yes because the president couldn't like do the CIA get like have them like spy on their Amazon echoes like the villains Amazon echoes just have them listen in okay Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> Wait, no, the CIA heard us. But yeah, Timo Supremo were the only superheroes in this world that the, the entire United States has to rely on Timo Supremo to get them out of this jam. Oh god, what a oh. shitty universe! <laughs> Timo Supremo finds Al Qaeda. No, they they fight their evil terrorist uh, selves, and it's called Timo Supremus. Oh, fucking god. Timo Supremus Lynch girl Whatcha But I guess one final question to end off on Fox6789 Question if you could If you can watch or listen to any lost video or audio recording From a TV show or movie What would it be? Timo Supremo Hey you kids have some funky fresh moves <laughs> no, that can be lost forever. We don't care about Timo Supremist anymore. Mm, that's a but good. I think recently, well, a while back, I was thinking about uh, the the Boondocks Lost pilot that was made not for Cartoon Network but for Fox, and I'm curious what that was going to be because like I, I think the one promo image shows like the style closer to the comics. Um, there is the pilot episode for Recess. Oh, yeah, the ones with the weirdly different colored versions yeah, of the characters. And, uh, yeah, and just the weird, our different art style. Completely different. It was almost like Kalaspi Chupo mixed with, I don't know, I don't know what else. <laughs> yeah, but any other final ones? Well, I guess not. I guess this is the end of the podcast. I'm Pan Pizza. Who are you people? I'm still a mistake. Oh, oh no, Nolan. No. I'm Izzy. Some of you think I'm a mistake. Pan told me I was a mistake and I don't believe it. It's a fucking lie. <laughs> this is my sister, uh, you know. Yes, we know. She's only been in every single podcast. CR has never met my little sister. <laughs> Stop. Is, I'm is this for real? I'm feeling second, I'm feeling secondhand embarrassment really hard right now. What the fuck is your problem? I'm I just sorry. want to help my big bro Pan with his podcast. I'm sorry, CR. Fago. Stop. <laughs> don't, so don't we have a cool guest, and you do this shit, Pan. 
Anyway, the guest, the guest, who are you? Really, is there another guest that I didn't know about? Well, I'm also here. No, I, I want to, you, you say your goodbyes, see you <laughs> Just, just end it. Stephanie, <laughs> this is Stephanie, my agender's sibling. Uh, they fucking like God. They have rave pants. I'm so hungry. I haven't eaten <laughs> anything all day except a bowl of cheese. They have a crush on a cindre girl. And a skeleton. She's a skeleton. It's okay to fuck a skeleton. Anyway, so this is the end of the podcast. I'm Pan Pizza, and everyone else is here. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Hey, see you. Thanks for having me. Bye. I'm a head. I'm a man. I'm the first mammal to wear pants, yeah. I'm at peace with my lust. I can kill because in God I trust, yeah. It's evolution, baby. I'm in peace. I'm a man. Buying stocks on the day of the crash. On a loose, I'm a truck. All rolling hills, I'll flatten them out, yeah. It's hard behavior, oh. Uh-huh. It's evolution, baby. Admire me, admire my home, admire my son, he's my clone. Yeah, yeah. This land is mine, this land is free I'll do what I want, but irresponsibly It's evolution, baby! I am ahead, I am advanced I am the first mammal to make plants, yeah! I crawled the earth, but now I'm higher 2010, watch it go to fire it's evolution, baby!